the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Second half's about to get underway around the country. Rangers one up at Rugby Park. It's worth seeing rerun after rerun, really. Handy holiday of that Ryan Jack goal. It was quite something. Yeah. Ever ever seen him try that no, before? No, not even in training. He's uh, he's always someone. If he takes a shot, he, he goes for the inside. He, he tries to finesse it, but he's put his foot through that one and it's busted back in the net. And, and to be honest, it's been the only not a real showing of quality in what's been a, a a pretty quiet first half. I think Rangers have had plenty of possession, plenty of territorial advantage, but in terms of quality, that's a, certainly the far and away the best we've seen in the first James half. James Tavern, you're not too happy going off. Felt he should have had a penalty. I think we only get the chance to see it once yeah. back, but. Case. Initially it looked like a penalty But I would like to see the, the replay again you know, The ball gets flashed across goal And, and you know James Tavernier's running uh, at speed and, and has a shot at goal And I couldn't quite catch who it was But the Kilmarnock defender looks as if he goes to clear it And just catches him So I, I, I would like to see that replay again But in my first instant it was a penalty yeah, I, th- I think it's a good claim Because Tavernier's in front of the Kilmarnock player uh, And he's got a clear shot at goals and plus the fact after the incident and walking off the pitch, he's still having a go at the referee. So he feels that he should mm. have had a penalty kick. Would he have been taking it? Is he, oh, st- is he on them? Is he... Had you. He's taking everything else <laughs> as well. <laughs> no, I, t- I mean, it, it's happened before where James Tavernier missed a couple of penalties and then, you know, the, it, it sort of got swung in roundabouts. I think mm. three, four, five different people end up taking one and constantly miss them. So I, I still think he's the best penalty taker at the club. So I'd expect them to take the next one. Well, funnily enough, it's not exclusive to Rangers. I know it's your old club, Daz. Ederson, they're talking about the keeper taking the penalties at City. It's got so bad. Would they have done that in your day? Um, no, because we had top class players that could take penalty kicks in the days, Gordon. Um, but it's amazing that a lot of players, no matter the ability they've got, sometimes. The, the, the panic you know. Who was the city keeper When you were there um, Did the keepers wear gloves In those days Yeah number one I always we have got Number one What's his name Um I'll come back to me <laughs> He was too busy Chatting to Eddie Large On the yeah, bench Yeah I'm going to guess He wasn't as good With his feet as Ederson Al- Alex Is that, is that safe like. Safe bet Wasn't as good With his feet No he was He was, he was good um, I can't I, remember his name Yeah he wasn't That good But he was good um, That's it's going to haunt but me In all honesty Daz In your day The goalkeepers Used to just grab the ball And do the big Punt upfield Didn't they Mark, The big volley Mark, Mark, What do you mean In my day Joel Corrigan no? no, no, it was after Joe Right, okay uh, I knew Joe quite well Because we <laughs> all lived in the same era This isn't the second half teaser by the way just Oh, to, just that is geez, By the way, he was a terrific goalkeeper That's how I didn't really know his name That's fine uh, By the way, just on that Tavernier penalty claim It was Rory McKenzie Who was the, was the, the, the Kelly player who was involved So uh, just waiting to get back underway um, In the second half's various delays to different games couple of sendings off today as well Stephen O'Donnell Um for Motherwell Peter Pollitt For Dundee United as well uh, Kelly back out onto the pitch at Ibrox And hoping they can Have some sort of comeback in the second half Let's get these second halves up and running Goal flashes With Top Scaffolding For the top team in scaffolding Visit topscaffolding.co.uk Design, quote, deliver Right, any big turnaround Any big shocks in the second half Or are these games pretty much are they done and dusted? Well, I think for Park it looks done Aye, and dusted okay. now But Daz is still thinking There's something in that game at Tanadise But I can't see Livy pegging that one back Kelly, Kelly have never if, even threatened the other half of the pitch So you couldn't see them 
coming back. But uh, I think listen, Livy, you never know. I think Livy hitting down that hill that you thought Dundee United were going to hit down, Mark, in the second half uh, against ten men. If they can get the next goal, puts a little bit of pressure on to uh, Dundee United. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't write that one off at the moment. I would certainly write off the Lanarkshire derby. That's gone. Um, but um, I just wonder what Neil, uh, Neil Alexander, Graham Alexander, will do in the second half. Gordon, will he try and open up and get a couple of goals? <laughs> I thought so. And then get you know, well, it's nothing you lose apart from a five or a six. Um, what do you do? Do you do you just shut up shop and think right? Okay, we'll take yeah, three now. Forget about well, it. We'll, we'll see you next week. We'll see how good that team talk is that you were talking about. Yeah, sometimes that, that, that helps Andy I've had a few of them in my, my heyday and Sometimes they not, go wrong and you need a police escort out of the stadium Yeah, yeah that was <laughs> that was one of my bad ones uh, I don't know what got into me that day 3-0 up at Inverness Scottish Cup Told the boys to just go out and cement this game Lost 4-3 um, <laughs> To be fair Inverness were very good second half oh, see, I, see, see the, a couple of team talks you received back in the day Who, who was the goal at Man City at the time? <laughs> I've got the goalkeeper Alex Williams his name was yeah, but somebody texted you that Roger. I saw you looking at your phone <laughs> <Roger>. <laughs> if, if I'm ever in any doubt or any trouble Roger looks after me Roger knows your career better than, yeah. than you know your career which yeah. is, good goalkeeper really was which is quite, can't even be that good right we are back underway uh, keep your love poems for Scottish football coming in most of them seem to be about you lot I don't know what that says about people's relationship with the show it's um, certainly love hate looking at some of the language but yeah most of them seem to be about you but it can be about anything your team your rivals or your favourite player the, the Scottish FA seem to be featuring quite heavily which is perhaps no surprise given the, the controversies that we seem to get involved in every week but keep them coming in do you know who's been on with one Andy Halliday's best pal and your biggest enemy Black Arthur oh I don't like him this is the guy that keeps a note of all the beat the pundit scores. Yeah. He's got spreadsheets and everything, and I'll tell you yeah. what, his poem is long. I was looking for sort of one tweet. This, this, is, a, this is a sonnet and then some, right? Uh, so much so that it's spread across a couple of tweets. That's the problem. Oh, God. Black Arthur. Oh, how am I going to find this now, for goodness sake? Is uh, it a yeah. good one? It better be good. It's not bad, actually, yeah. So it's based around the, the beat the pundit record that you've all got. So, um, yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, Andy Halliday is 100% and is yet to be beat His pal phoned in and couldn't think on his feet Gordon Duncan has a questionable tossing technique Tails again, starting to think he's a cheat Hannah's so good he starts on minus one After a shaky start, he's now on a run Keevans is a Luddite, has a technology phobia He's won three in a row Looks up answers on his Nokia Mark Wilson's record, one loss and one win Still a better record than he had with Breakin Gordon DL married more times than he's won. He went to the United States of Arab for honeymoon number one. That's all right. That's good. That's good. It's long. I, I am not bottom of the table, am I? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Just, just from the turn of the year, I take it. Yeah, not from the year, overall yeah. season where I was probably up in the top three. No, you know you're, you're only as good right, as your last. Andy, you're all right. Five out of five. All right. Well, five out of five since the turn of the year, I. But like you throughout the season, maybe. It's Eight, 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 nine, never nine. Lost. Have, you, have you never lost? No, not yet. Well, how come he's not in minus one now? Because I'm no, I'm no at Roger Hanna's level. I'm still to be. He's good, but I'm, st I'm still to be convinced. I think because you could. I think the thing is right. You could throw a question in there, 80s, early 90s, and Hanna could do it. And I think Halliday would maybe come unstuck. Oh, aye, definitely. I'm, I'm very good with certain. How old are you? Certain subjects. 29. Seriously, is that mm -hmm. you? Oh, right, okay. So hold on, actually. I uh, thought he was older. Is this the first time on a, you are old enough to be Mark Wilson's dad, 
Andy Haldy's dad and mine. I mean, terrifying thought for all of us, really. But I, I, I've but, all honestly, but you're old I, thought, to, I thought you're a little bit older than 29. Obviously, once you would get a wee bit gel in the hair and that, that'll maybe help you out a wee bit. But, but that, I'll, maybe, maybe, so maybe I take it. I take it you never. Yeah, s- a wife you've had, maybe you've, you've I, I take it you never <laughs> seen me play then. <laughs> no, well, none of no. us did. Well, uh, well, well, did you? What year were you born? Ninety-one. No, I, see, I, they, I remember they seeing that. You never play. played at Man City, so how was I supposed to see you play? Did Reserves, you know what? Did Reserve you know games were on TV. Did you know what your Wraith and Celtic game? What when he was two? Uh-huh, three. Was that three. A, was that Ibrox second? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was, no, no I didn't. It. I was brilliant. Ninety four. Did you ever play against Market? Did you play against the Burn? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. By the way. No, maybe did, did you, did, was that never right at the end? No, because no. you scored against Rangers for Dumbarton. No, I don't think you were no. there by that time. No, I think it, was that not the championship? Like t- 2014, 2014. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was a year after. Yeah. yeah. Right, anyway, enough of that trip down memory lane. Let's get this up and running. The second half teaser with Monday Scottish Sun. Free goals, pull out, and all the reaction to the weekend's games. a good one Roger Hanna will never get this so quickly I've played alongside Darren Randolph Stephen McLean and Michael Higdon and I've been managed by Paul Sturrock and Alan Pardew I've won the league in both major cups in Scotland and I've played in two world cups one of which I captained my national team in who am I? so I've played alongside Darren Randolph Stephen McLean and Michael Higdon and I've been managed by Paul Sturrock and Alan Pardew I've won the league in both major cups in Scotland and I've played in two World Cups one of which I captained my national team in Who am I? I disagree with you I think people will get that quickly Quick? Yep uh, You think so? Yep At, have, you, have you got it there? Mm-hmm. Sandy got show me what the answer? At Clyde SSB Send your answers in Who am I? We're only looking for one name Who am I? At Clyde SSB And you need to do it quicker than everyone else So get your thinking caps on mm. The clue at the end surprised me I, I, no. I didn't know that No, yeah, I, I didn't that. know that one um, Yeah I think that's Very doable So let's see what you've got Over there at Clyde SSB Remember it's a race So get your answers in please At Clyde SSB There's a name That started his career up here Aidan McGeady's just scored To put <laughs> Sunderland 4-1 up Against Doncaster uh, No Alex Ray In the studio this afternoon He usually celebrates When all of his old His old teams go in front Sunderland of course Being one of them Although I notice Millwall are losing So that'll be enough to to ruin his day uh, Right Nothing else to tell you about In the Premiership At the moment Result of the day um, Roger Hanna's got that Already Has he? Yep, that yep Absolutely I mean what does he do all week Just read Yeah pretty Football much Football stuff Knows everything Should doesn't try he? working a Tuesday with him Knows everything Plus that's like drab Ah boring <laughs> Honestly it just comes in Boring I switch it off after five minutes Never Tuesday. get with him <laughs> Oh uh, Result of the day on track Certainly for Park Motherwell nil Hamilton 3 That could turn in Well is it doing Could turn into an absolute doing Though Motherwell been down to 10 men For a long time Dundee United are down to 10 men But they are 2-0 up Against Livingston um, Man of the moment David Martindale Not happy during the first half Going mental on the sidelines He's a very vocal manager On the sidelines If anyone's seen him in action And he is not happy Rangers won Kelly nil. Still goal at Aberdeen St Mirren Do... If Aberdeen were in the situation they were in And it got to this stage The crowd would get on their back It would be nervy Do, do you still feel that nervousness in an empty stadium? It's difficult for you I, perhaps to compare It is, more, it is it's, it's difficult to compare I mean the pressure's still there 
because ultimately when you when you want something so much and you're going out there to win three points you still put pressure on yourself to, to perform and try and do so obviously it's slightly different but I've, I personally I've found it harder I think that you know, a lot of people will tell you that you know, a lot of their adrenaline or a lot of their drive will come from fan reactions and you know, fan atmosphere and without that it's difficult so I think a lot of that comes down to your you know, your experienced players try to you know, just drill into the team how important that is and, and just get self-motivated for the game because ultimately you're still playing for you know, for, for medals or, or certain ambitions mm-hmm. towards the end of the season but I've said it umpteen times and I'll reiterate it I just I can't wait for, for fans to get back into the stadium I'm sure all the fans out there will, mm-hmm. will, will reiterate I've got to say I would, I would hate it I would really hate it, you know, fortunate to, well, not fortunate to finish my career, but to never experience anything like it. I, I really sympathise. But specifically, oh, take Aberdeen, for instance, then, does it in any way go in their favour at this point in a game? You know, because, like I say, if that's nil-nil with a crowd, and I accept people would say, well, maybe it wouldn't be because it could spur Aberdeen on, but, yeah. you know, this is the bit where the crowd get on your back, and is that what gives you the nerves? Or will those Aberdeen players... Still be feeling nervous anyway because they don't want to lose this game because they know of the. There will be. I mean, like Andy will tell you and Daz will tell you. Even in training and in games like that, you, you still are desperate to win games. And sometimes with the fans in there, it just gives you that wee jolt to to get things uh, back in track. But that's what being footballers all about at the top level in our top league is thriving on the atmosphere and the fans and being able to play in that pressure environment. And you know the players up and down the country, I think, are suffering. For it, but like, of course, there's an argument that you say, Well, it's a slightly easier, they're not getting hounded off the pitch at half time. It's never good getting hounded off the pitch at half time or full time, but sometimes it just works in your favour and it just gives you that wee jolt you need. On last night, Andy, we had a bit of a laugh and a joke, obviously, with um, your love affair with Willie Gibson last night. But um, what, what about the overall situation? Because you still find yourself. 13, 13 points clear at the top yep. um, But there's obviously An element of negativity That comes with a result Like last night How do you assess The, the way things are overall? Well obviously Going into the game We've got uh, You know We've got an objective And ambition To get three points I think off the basis Of the game I think we had 78% possession But you look at that And, and reflect on the game We probably only really created Two or three chances throughout So disappointed In how we performed uh, Like you said The bigger picture is We're 13 points At the top of the table you know, we're, we're still in a, a very strong position to, to go in and get promoted at the first time asking, which ultimately is our main goal. But as a club and as a group of players, we've got bigger ambition than that. We want to try and get up this year and, and, and be competitive for me. We go into the, the top flight next year, hopefully. So, you know, we're disappointed. We feel as if we've got a we've got a, you know a couple more gears within us. Uh, I think there's been times this season. I think the two games that you have probably watched the, the Celtic Cup final and the Hib semi final. That's that's when we're at our best, and I don't think we've showed that enough this year. And, no, with the quality we've got within the squad, we're disappointed because we do feel as if we, you know, we've, we we can give a lot more. Myself, did last he's, night. He's certainly going to go up, Andy. Now, let's be honest. If he's don't, then he's obviously got to bottle it. But who do who do you see being the second best team in that league then? Because it's quite tight between Wraith, Dunfermline, Dundee. I know that you played against Air last week and yep. got a Juvis penalty against my team, but. <laughs> Who, who do you, is, is, is the challenge going to come from Wraith or Dunfermline? I think to, to be fair I've, I said this to Gordon last week I think there's there's been a number of teams where I've actually I have been impressed with I think that uh, Wraith at Tynecastle I thought mm. deserved to beat us which is probably the, the only time I know we've dropped points this year but I think that's probably the only game where I felt we deserved to lose so uh, I thought Wraith were excellent in that game Dunfermline, Dundee 
both good teams as well uh, but I think you know it's it's the same old in the championship I think teams can beat each other mm-hmm. across the board so it's up to us to try and put runs together to, to create a gap between us and the rest Right keep your answers coming in to the second half teaser the open line will be here in about 45 minutes so whatever you've seen from today's football or whatever you're hoping for from tomorrow's football or so on get your calls in then uh, do you want to speak to the one that they call the vaccinated one is he there? He used to be yeah, the specky tube him, He's now the vaccinated him. one What an absolute pleasure To bring Hugh Keevans Back with us on a Saturday How's it going Hugh? It's going very very well Gordon I want Andy Halliday To know that I got him In the quiz last night uh, <laughs> One of the four players To have scored A goal in a cup final That they lost So Andy I was the one who said Andy Halliday I wish that put on record uh, and yeah it's going well I'm a little taken aback by your team Motherwell I have to mm. say three wins out the last four for Graham Alexander and it's all gone pear shaped today yeah it certainly has actually you know, Andy is genuinely first thing he asked when, when he came in he, he was disappointed that you weren't on the show I feel like he's missed you you two had a couple of Fridays together some Saturday shows and made an unlikely friendship I think <laughs> well there's no reason to say that um, uh, but yeah, I'm missing everyone. I'm looking forward to the, the Saturday when uh, I can get back into the studio. It's been a long, long time. Uh, and watching President Trump's impeachment trial on a Saturday afternoon does not compensate <laughs> for the lack of uh, super scoreboard. I'd rather be talking about Derek McInnes and the possibility of going five games in a row without Aberdeen scoring a goal. I'd rather be talking about... Can Tommy Wright get something back at Ibrox or will he be the next one to go and perhaps cause a problem for Aberdeen when they play next week? I'd rather be talking about Livy. I said to you last night, Gordon, you know, St Johnston burst the Livy bubble. But if they lose two in a row, as they surely will today, then people start to say, oh, oh, the wheels have come off right before the cup final that's not so good mm. so I'd rather be talking to you and Andy and the Dazzler and Mark about that than seeing if President Trump is impeached um, How are they doing in your absence? I mean Mark is trying his best on the teaser he's sort of mumbling his way through it making the odd mistake here and there And uh-huh. are, they, are they surviving? I was interested I heard the Dazzler talking about 1994 the cup final at Ibrooks, Wraith Rovers and Celtic and I was doing trackside reporting that day for Super Scoreboard and I'll never forget getting on you know the, the, the penalties have been taken Wraith Rovers have won the cup and I grabbed Jimmy Nicholl who's the manager and he's got tears in his eyes he's, he's, his eyes are bright red and he's welling up and he said to me who scored? and I said <laughs> what? But what do you mean? He said, who scored? And I said, which team? He said, for us. <laughs> and it, the, the cup final the cup final was a blur, a blank, call it what you will. The man was up to high door with excitement and the, the emotion of the occasion. And he said, before we start, tell me who scored for us. It's funny you say that because uh, it, it was the next seven days that were a blur and a blank for Gordon DL. So that's, it's funny that you bring that up. But Andy, it's, it's good to hear from him on a Saturday is, afternoon. Yep. Well, the thing is, I'm not sure if it's how much I miss you or, or the fact I'm stuck with Gordon and Matt for a day. But uh, we've we've stuck up a good bond, me and you. Uh, you know, a bit of, a bit of friendly banter and a good laugh. So, no, it's, it'll be good to get him back in the studio. Well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right, Hugh, you keep yourself safe. Hope you've got all the romantic gestures ready for Mrs. Keevens. She deserves it. Putting up with you tomorrow, and we'll speak to you Monday night. Good luck, guys. Take care, Hugh. Good man. See you, Hugh. Take you. Oh, look at that. The wonders of modern technology. It was like he was here with us.
I still imagine him standing in his same attire, standing yeah. in the kitchen for the full show, <laughs> not sitting down. He's amazing. What age is you? 70? One. 71. I think so, yeah. And I have never seen him sit down in this studio. Stands yeah, the, the full six hours, show, yeah. six hours which is amazing. I love you. He's the only one in Super Scoreboard that can remember me playing. I, <laughs> I told you I remember you playing. Shut hmm? up, you. I, I just didn't watch a lot of the, the Championship First Division at oh. that time, though. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding oh, no. needs. Motherwell nil, Hamilton four. David oh. Moyo is getting in on the act. Right footed, lovely finish. Arguably pick of the bunch. And uh, I think Graham Alexander might just want the full-time whistle sometime round about now because it's Motherwell nil, Hamilton 4. Remember, the Steelmen were a goal down early, then they went down to 10 and gave away a penalty and it's just gone drastically downhill from there. 4-0 to the Ackies. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, Roger will probably tell us, what's the biggest defeat for Motherwell in the Atlantic no, there's, there's been a couple like that in the... In the not what, too are you, distant Are, are we looking at there being a 5 for, against Hamilton? Uh, can't remember going For Motherwell Louis Moult scored four in one game yeah, Remember, But way. in the same season Aki's battered Motherwell In that same season yeah, So just, we're getting into that territory now Yeah We certainly are And there's still a, a bit of Time left for Hamilton To put more damage To Motherwell's goals um, it's, it's a shocking result that Even uh, when you go down to 10 exactly, men And you you're behind Exactly Dundee United Against uh, Livingston Mark it's, um, uh, it's so poor And you know, if that's Stephen Robinson in charge and it's 4-0, people are are calling for him to be sacked because these mm-hmm. derbies and, and stuff mean that much. If you take a 4-0 at home and it could be worse, then people start looking at the full picture. But obviously, Graham Alexander, just in the door, everything was looking on the up for him, but he could not have seen this coming this afternoon. Yeah, there was a five at Aki's a couple of years ago. Is that right? 5-0 yeah, yeah. at, yeah, yeah. at Fur Park. Uh, I think it was. It could be equal no, to No, was that Hamilton, that one. Uh, Hamilton. Could oh. be equal to Well, that's 4-0 uh, and 3-0 was at the last game and mm. Keith Lasley's last yeah. involvement as manager. That's going to be, listen, that's going to be three wins out of three with no goal scored for Motherwell in the head-to-head. There's something about the Aki's yeah, that, that the Steelmen yeah. can't handle this season. A win today moves Hamilton on to 23 points. Mm. Nine of them against Motherwell. Wow. I mean, what an important win for them. And like we touched on, I mean, Andy saying this time every year, Hamilton seemed just to pluck results from nowhere. Mm. Looks like they're doing Red the same. card for John Guthrie at Livingston. So they're 2 0 down. And that now levels it up because Dundee United were already down to 10 men. Livy go down to 10. They're 2 0 down. Surely point staying at Tannadice now. Um, the next goal will be important. I'm still <sighs> hopeful Livingston can get some. Behave. Thanks. Jack Fitzwater has actually been sent off Not John Guthrie My apologies It was Jack Fitzwater Ah no the game's gone now Similarities mm. Ibrox Tommy Wright Making a change Dicker off Chris Burke on And Daz was saying Chris Burke was decent midweek I was surprised he, he wasn't involved Because he He provides so much For Kilmarnock And they've Really created nothing So A positive change To try and Get back in this game You've got to say uh, I was very impressed With Chris Burke uh, and Wednesday night watching the game against Motherwell the many times he put ball after ball ball into the box corner and there's just no takers and I'm a bit like Mark I can understand you go to Ibrox you know do you give up a winger for an extra midfielder just to try and keep it nice and tight comebacks on penalty Motherwell oh. Oh, yeah. uh, Jamie oh, Hamilton yes. sent off twice in one season if you're listening to the first half teaser more than twice I think he's fouled Devante Cole and Motherwell have the chance to I don't know what this would be But it's in the back of the net anyway Goal flashes 
with Top Scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Motherwell 1, Hamilton 4, Mark O'Hara makes no mistake from the spot Motherwell low down to 10 men, still 4-1 down at home to Hamilton That's a long old way back, but they've got something on the board Yeah, goal difference maybe counts at the end of the season <laughs> Every, Everyone counts, Gordon, we never know what's going to happen Stranger They're, they're drawing the second half, that yeah, old shout yeah, when you're exactly. down let's, yep. let's not lose the second half Aye, alright, just get me up the road I'll credit with a credit, do you did say that there's plenty of time Listen, I'm the only person that stood at Hamden in the semi-final 6-0 down believing <laughs> it's going to go to 7 <laughs> uh, Yeah, just seen it back Oh, and by the way, in a week of contentious decisions Although I, I did, and you, I'm at least consistent on these Because I said it the other way around for Motherwell last week A bit of debate about whether that's in the box or not But remember when they did it the other way round at Celtic Park We said yeah, At that yeah, speed yeah. Very difficult for referees And it might even have been Brian Easton um, Who got the The touch Anyway Cold down O'Hara scores 1-4 uh, mm. Not so many sendings off today Ray Grant has been sent off for Alloa That'll be an interesting household Tonight Yep His dad well, I mean, They might manager. not live together but uh, I believe they did for a time Oh right okay yeah, uh, when he was when he was fourteen, <laughs> when he was when born, he was born. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good player actually, Ray Grant. I don't, but Andy, you would have come up yeah. against him, but he did well with Clyde last well for a couple of years. Yeah, actually, good football Alla, uh, Yeah, Peter obviously thought, yep, mm. I'll I'll take him. He's done well. All right, family connection. Then Motherwell have made a change with a view to the future. A, a youngster that they've got very very high hopes for at Fir Park. I think he's only 16, maybe 17. Max Johnston has just come on to replace Bevis. What's the family connection? Morris. Morris Johnson. Yeah. No. Alan. Alan Johnson's son. Alan Johnson. Yeah. There we go. So Max, young Max has come on to make his debut. I think he's a fullback though. He's replaced Bevis Mugabe. So whether that means Mark O'Hara back in central or you know mother trying to go for it a bit more, who knows. You'll not be happy with that change, will you? The big Argentinian centre half corner. Do you know? I I think I crowed him today because I says to Gordon in the studio before we come on that I've been very impressed with. He's, he comes in for a bit of criticism, but I think he was defending his box brilliantly. I, I thought he played very well on Wednesday night as well. Um, he's hit and miss. I mean, some days he's he, he looks big and strong. Do you know what? Th- that's that's spoken like somebody. Who wasn't brought up supporting a team like Motherwell? See, see, Motherwell centre halves are always going to be hit or miss. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. That's sort of the. Well, Declan Gallagher, I suppose, is steady enough. But you got to see McGavey. I mean, he makes when when he makes a mistake, it often costs his team a goal or yes, or I would, him I would, being I would, off. I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, I must admit, but, but yeah, does loves him. It's a long way back. It really is. But Max Johnson on. Debut, maybe something for, for the Muddle fans to look at. Wait, Gordon, did you say he was? I think he's 16. 16. Um, someone can look that up and confirm it's either 16 or 17. Young yeah. anyway. Yep. You like to see that now because you still, you know what annoys me when I hear oh, a young young guy making his debut and he's 20 and 21 and you go, well, he isn't a young at all. By that age, you should have played a, a whole host of games. So 16, 17 mm. year olds getting their debut, yep. I've always got to think that's a good thing We've done this many times So you two don't need to bore us I know you two were teenagers Andy Haldy Debut Memorable uh, Memorable? I was still at school So I was uh, I had just turned 16 You um, can say he was 11 or something It was the last game of the season uh, I was still at school And, and Livingston phoned up my school And asked if I could take Three days off uh, 
school to tune in the first playing? time in the lead up to the last game of the season with Preston Johnson who had just won the, mm. the Scottish Championship at the time going into the last game and uh, we were 4-1 down I think with 20 minutes to go oh, and I got the I got the curly <laughs> finger to tell me you're going on to make your debut and it finished 5-2 but uh, oh, I'll, never, I'll never forget we had a, a goalie at the time who was just a training goalie he literally he got a contract just to come in and train uh, the number one was injured and the number two was up at the end of the season so then he went to play in the game so this training <laughs> goalie played and when I say he was that bad he chucked his goalie gloves into the stand at the end of the game and, and, all, the fans, and all the fans <laughs> ran away for it it was a big sucker in these goalie gloves so it was brilliant to make my debut but it was a tough 20 minutes who, so who would have been sort of who was in that Livy team do you remember any of the St Johnson yep, team uh, I came on for Robert Snodgrass uh, Graham Dorans Lee Griffiths Barry wow. Davidson Joe Hamill Dave Mackay James McPeak that was an played. incredible bunch wasn't it uh, yeah. In terms of the St Johnson team, I'm, I'm going to be honest, with you, I, I can't actually remember, but they won the league, so they must be a, a decent side. Absolutely. That must bad, have been what? Derek McInnes's own coils? Yeah, there was team. no, it was Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes, yep. Jody Morris, and that in the middle yep. of the pitch, maybe. Jody Morris, yep, he was definitely playing. Good player, yeah. He was definitely playing. What position uh, did you come on? Because you. On the wing. Was yeah. a tri- I was a tricky winger. winger back wow. in the day. That's where I started. I was a winger. Bags of bags of pace. Terrified fullbacks. Um, I and. I don't know why the reason someone decided to put me through the middle. Well, I think because you wouldn't track back, obviously. So the further they can get you away from your own goal, the better. Yeah, but yeah. I was very good in the wing, Gordon. I think my career would have been a lot better if I just stuck oh, by some, me. Somebody else's fault. I might have known. Well, somebody... you, think, you think about it. Imagine coming up against a full back of the quality Wilson. Pfft, hello. Right, okay. You've seen what Stephen Pearson done with him. Right, well, let me, <laughs> let, let me flip that in its head then. Right. If you're playing in the wing, you don't get to nose the ball in from one yard in the yeah, cup you final you and, give, give, and give, you, give you the one story that you talk about every week. No, no, not <laughs> at all. Uh, I talk about a lot of stories in my career. Um, I, my East Stirling days were fantastic. Uh, you, don't, you don't tend to talk about the Glen Afton days too much, I've noticed that. My, nah, my Glen Afton days were okay, it was good. Um, I enjoyed East Stirling mm. Getting my way back into the game uh, I took a step backwards Andy Just like yourself Who did you say you came on for? Lee Griffiths? No I think it was Graham Dons or Robert Snodgrass According to these dodgy websites out there That seem to think you came on for, for Lee Griffiths uh, The St Johnson team No but I, I tell you why it says that Because it was a double substitution I remember ah, that right, okay. ah, there's, if you the check, old, there's the old chestnut If you I check you're right, no, I, but you what, I certainly didn't come on up front That's true For the St Johnson team you're right Stalwarts like Stephen Anderson in there uh, Gary Irvin Liam Craig Paul Sheeran Stephen Mill Paul Sheeran Paul Sheeran. Sheeran. I Paul Sheeran. Sheeran He was yeah. a good player Paul Sheeran Air United yeah. 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 Uh, Is that the Aberdeen coach Paul Sheeran mm. Yeah I signed what, what a terrific player Great left peg Inverness I signed him From That was another master stroke I pulled off Did he score four In that day That no, you chucked I, away A 3 I signed lead? everybody For Inverness <laughs> After he beat me In the Scottish Cup I thought that'll never it's be It's always repeated. a good tactic You can always spot them A mile away When players get signed On the back of a performance Against that team Not that I mean it's not Nothing wrong with it Barisic is a good example I think you've spoken about before When he played for For Osijek Oh he's sensational Sign that guy Barkas is a good one <laughs> <laughs> He's a belter Aki Athens Outstanding Comes to Celtic Oh Different story You do that You do that I remember mm. I remember we signed uh, He'll not listen Because he's probably up north uh, Probably the Second Third worst striker Ever signed at Rangers we played Inverness Caledonian at that time uh, in the Highlands uh, and he scored three against us a guy called Billy Urquhart a big lad big lumpy boy scored three goals against us Gordon we signed him the next day I swear he made me look like Maradona nah no way I was <laughs> I refused awful. to believe 
Uh, right, keep your answers coming in on that teaser. Reminders of the question mark. Um, we will get some wrong answers out the way just to help you along. Okay, I, I played alongside Darren Randolph, Stephen McLean, and Michael Higdon, mm-hmm. and have been managed by Paul Sturrock and Alan Pardew. I've won the league in both major cups in Scotland, and have played in two World Cups, one of which I captained my national team in. Oh, okay, Greg Gardens thinks it's Scott McDonald. No, not skip it. RJ Demon thinks it's Andy Fye. No. Stuart Ferguson thinks it's either Craig Moore or Elhaj Duff. None of those. Declan Lewis thinks it's Joe Ledley. No. Loads of, loads of people are saying Joe Ledley As Joe if they've Ledley. just switched off Before the last The last clue mm. um, Stuart Ferguson is a serial offender Here he's gone Emilio Izaguirre Not Emilio And Christopher says Sonia Luco No, uh, no. Russell Latipi No okay. not Russell Andy have you got a name written down nope. No Nope Do you have anything written down Ah uh, no Didn't think so I'll right. pass okay. in this one Right let's see what you've got uh, Right 74 gone at Ibrox Rangers 1 Kelly nil. I feel like we've had this conversation a few times and the Stephen Gerrard is he getting to that territory now where he'll be a bit disappointed it's not more than one yeah uh, I think Rangers have been no I probably had slightly less of the ball than they did in the first half still sort of dominating possession and territory but uh, had a couple more chances Ryan Kent had a great chance in the first sort of 20-30 seconds of a half to make it two uh, after that said that Eaton had a chance Kelly have you know, slightly had a bit more possession than they did in the first half but Rangers are certainly extremely comfortable at the back and you know, Commander don't look like scoring it's uh, the old pundit curse for the last 15 minutes yep. but uh, Scott I'm Wright's going to come on though yeah and um, I thought to be honest I thought he was one of the plus points of the game against Hamilton last week I thought he was lively when he came on he was he was someone that picked up clever positions and, and got at Hamilton defenders which was something that Rangers were sort of lacking last week uh, but I, I, th- I still think Stephen Gerrard will be slightly disappointed with with how the, the games went today The comeback's gone a bit quiet I think Motherwell won Hamilton 4 uh, Fraser mm. Wisher wants me to tell you That he met Billy Urquhart At a dinner not so long ago And who's had the last laugh Because he's a very wealthy And successful businessman well, now I've apparently, no doubt, I've no doubt, I I, Listen <laughs> He's a lovely lovely guy And you're buying one pound boxes Of shortbread to bring in here Do you know what I mean Levels mm. yeah, Totally He was a lovely guy I would never say a bad word about Billy <laughs> You uh, just said he was hopeless He was hopeless Um but in that, a nice way, in a, yeah, yeah, he wasn't tried his hardest. Look, look, he wasn't. The, you don't need to elaborate. You've, I think you have honestly said all you. Yeah, you've okay. said all you need to say on, okay, on that you got topic. A few quid, nothing. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there's reasons for that though, which we don't need to get into. Yeah, you, you've you've had to dish out a few handouts along the way. Oh, certainly, yeah, yeah. yeah there've been a few presents handed out. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, you know, no, you know what I mean, Andy. Never get down that road. Valentine's Day as well. Valentine's Day, I'm a wee bit excited because my posty doesn't usually come at about one. I was out of the house by one. Still look forward to that. You don't get post on a Sunday, do you? No, no, Saturday. I'll be early post today. Yeah, I'll open them tonight. Hope they don't smell a dupe. <laughs> I must admit, right. So I was a bit suspicious about where those cards came from. Right, the the, the, the Valentine's cards that came in here were they secret admirers, or did producer Callum stitch them up? But then I realised I started piecing it all together. If it was producer Callum, where did he get the perfume from? And we've just been slaughtering the perfume. And Cassie's on the Cassie's in for George tonight on the GBX, no. and she'll be listening. And we've just spent all afternoon <laughs> saying that she wears cheap perfume and how stinking it is. How is Andy? He's trying to claim it's Dior now. He's in my ear. Honestly, honestly, it's, it's Dior. Oh. It's not. It's not dupe. It's Does Cassie know you were in about it though? That's the thing. Oh, if she goes back I think, I think Cassie knows that. Yeah. Oh, Scotty keeps sending me. <laughs> Scotty keeps sending me a a, a a Valentine's poem, and it. 
just don't think I can read that out. I don't know. If I'm just read it. We get taken half here then. Exactly. We'll be back next week. No, because the thing is, I'm sure I've, believe it or not, I think this has come up before and, and producer Callum gave it the thumbs down. I nope. still give it oh, the thumbs boo. down. What a spoiled sport. Look at ah, the guy. Listen. What's the worst that could happen? Nations yeah. waiting to hear it. Go on, God. Seriously. Read it. <laughs> he's still he's, he's not having it at all He's not having it Just at all Just use a different word No I can't It's a key word in the In the poem In the poem yeah It doesn't really work without it oh, it's, a, it's a very specific thing you know, that. Yeah. Everyone's waiting to hear this Because so. it's a nickname as well you know I'm excited with this one Come on Callum <laughs> He loves Katie Price Does oh. our big dazzler Oh no no Get that off of here <laughs> <laughs> Because this is obviously We found your Twitter account And he's, it's the only account That it follows Is Katie Price So he says He loves Katie Price Does our big dazzler So let's cover him in diamonds And call him Vajazzler Moving <laughs> <laughs> on oh, Any good. more goals yeah, To tell yeah, you about yeah. Timu Puki scored for Norwich I'm just gonna, I was just going to Shout out anything there To change yeah, the, exactly. change the nice subject Nice setting Setting of the day Here's a substitution coming uh, Scott Wright Yeah Andy said it Mark I think a few I think a few uh, Rangers fans were pretty happy With what they saw at Hamilton Last week From him certainly Not the overall performance But hmm. liked what they saw Of Scott Wright Now he's got just over 10 minutes to yeah, listen, it's going to take him a wee bit of time to feel his way in and, and feel at home at Rangers. Um, look, I was, I was one that went from Dundee United to Celtic in January and I knew that took me a wee bit of time to adapt. So Stephen Gerrard using him sparingly at the minute to just get a few minutes, get him used to the team, used to the stadium. And I'm pretty sure in the coming weeks you'll see him uh, probably start a, a few matches and then by the time the summer comes and pre-season goes he's fully integrated into the side but there's no doubt he's a talent Gordon it just came up in the, the screen there that James Tavenier today has made his 200 appearance for Rangers that's an average of over 50 games a season since he joined the yeah. club Frightening, so it's yeah. just it's remarkable that he's, he's managed to stay fit and available at full time and and perform at the levels he's certainly done this year that's what I was going to say it's not even fitness Andy it's actually staying in the team every week now people say well it's only Nathan Patterson it's a backup and he's obviously way better than that but he's still got to perform every single week because a team like Rangers if they thought it was necessary would go out and get another right back but they obviously think no this guy we can hang our hat on him and he's been well for me this season he's been player of the year so far I actually think that just being fit and available is as impressive just based no, on this no, because just, you can just compare it to, to everyone else players pick up knocks the pace the game's played at at the moment um, that you know that having to go kind of midweek Saturdays and whatever just small knocks tend to be enough to keep you out of games and he's just never injured yeah. he had the, it was a, an appendix something or other could be yeah. round about the same time as mine that's the only reason I remember it mm. I think he only missed one game though yeah pretty sure it was only one game so Queen have, of the South yeah, game yeah, in the it cup it might have been two but He's a, for me he's the one player in, in Rangers team that I just don't think they can replace I don't think he can offer the, the number of goals and assists he gets at, at full back and obviously being the captain and one of the leaders of the team as well he's a hugely important player Roger Hanna can confirm I think Graham Alexander has been sent off um, he was booked in the first half I think he's been shown a red it was a very angry reaction very angry reaction and kind of to himself though not he was just looked very frustrated um, was it simulation so we've got a talking point for next week imagine a manager dive from the <laughs> sideline <laughs> uh, Louis Van Howe remember for that's when right, he was a United manager on the touchline well, I'll need to clear that up because if, we've given him a lot of credit for knowing everything and always being on the ball Roger Hanna says he's not noticed in a Chris Kamara fashion <laughs> Roger Hanna's not noticed so maybe I'm wrong but I'm sure I saw him taking the 
Taking the walk Maybe he's just had enough I'm watching Motherwell And he's thinking I'm away in the dressing room Aye Ten minutes to go I've had enough of this I, Do you know what though I wonder if In these Covid times See if an opposition manager Gets sent off at Fir Park Do they need to walk All the way down To the stand behind the goal Up the stairs and Because you've seen that When the teams mm. come out there That's where they're all getting cheated Would that have to happen If an opposition player Gets sent off Would they You would think so Because you can't There's only certain zones You can go in the stadium True. Andy will know better than me there's, there's a red zone on the pitch And then I don't know What's the other colours Andy? Well it's usually amber isn't it Would follow You would imagine Amber then green nah, generally. Traffic light system Just remember When you were at Breakin Red was inside the hedge And uh-huh. amber was on top of the hedge And then green The other side of the hedge I wish I was in green <laughs> Well you are now Don't worry about that You're never getting back in oh, I'd love you to get back up there It'd be funny Is that Alright no. I thought you were going to elaborate a little no, bit No 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 I wouldn't do that Tim mm. I was giving you praise the other day Daz actually What for me? Well it's not like me But just chatting about the Director of football mm. role And how Brilliant how, I was Ah you were well Where was that at Gordon? Airdrie Airdrie Muff can you, can you believe that? Muff. He was director of football And he was the manager Have we got to play? You've Andy. spent Three hours in here on a Saturday afternoon. Can you imagine that? No. Exactly. His, his speciality, Andy, was going and disappearing for probably 45 minutes at a time. And you'd just look at the window and see him walking about with a cup of coffee. And then run about lunchtime, that cup of coffee would be substituted for a cup of soup. And yeah. then another cup I of coffee. I think you've forgotten about his real speciality, which is what when Airdrie were playing on a Saturday, he was in here. He was in here. Was a, yeah. I, I well, don't know how that worked. I I, there's nothing up with that. That worked. That worked. Remote yeah. working. Yeah, penalty kick uh, beat us to probably promotion. Mm. Plus, in fact, I left him to it one day. Do you know what? Yeah, I, I do. I like to wind you up, but <laughs> second behind that Livy team is no no shame at all. No shame in that. They've they've got to look at them now. Straight up, mm-hmm. they went up again. No shame in that. I take I take full responsibility. I think I picked the wrong man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I miss those days, Daz Let's yeah, get back in Is Glen Afton Is it Glen Afton They're looking for a manager Well Well, they're not playing at the moment Because that would suit So that would, that suit, would suit him suit down the where, your, where your big mistake was When you went to break And you went for little Sid Oh, come on Let that go No, Come I'm on, we're over that, that now We're in a better place now Me and you Not at all I Sid, can't believe Sid's you. more of a tactician You two had more of a More of a A friendly working relationship I think no, I don't know. I, no. I was very good setting up my teams for finals well, and so on. Setting up the cones and winning leagues and stuff like that. I was alright to that, Andy, you know. <laughs> I didn't think he played FIFA, I must admit. That's what it sounds like. the record book. Right. <laughs> I'd need to go back some. Uh, right, a bit of a tangle at Ibrox. I don't think much in it. Scott Wright and various other bodies flying around, but not much uh, to report. It does indeed appear that Graham Alexander was sent off. Uh, at Fir Park So he's not a happy man 4-1 down His team are down to 10 men And he's walked as well It's starting to open up a bit for Rangers Because Kelly are Oh I must score Giving it a little must bit score. more And uh, somehow oh. they don't uh, Joe Aribo with an incredible chance yeah, I, tell I you think what, he's got to cut it back I th- I th- Ryan Kent's done so well to, to burst that speed in behind And faces the commander Defender up Lays it off to Joe Aribo In a 2v1 situation If he just cuts it back again To Ryan Kent He's got an open goal And instead he takes a You've got to say He's, t- he's taking a poor touch And end up poking it wide of the goal oh, But Rangers have had a couple of these In the last the last couple of minutes They just had one A few minutes ago That went right across the, the goal line And uh, I don't know how it stayed uh, out the net Are you passing that Andy? Oh, all day Are you passing that? Seriously? I mean, that's the difference between A greedy striker and someone who 
No, that's the difference between a goal scorer and a, a, and a winger that's moved for left back to well, midfield now. Do you know what, Rangers? I don't know if Rangers will be left to rue it, but it, it leaves the door open for a, a bit of late drama if Kelly can try and scramble something because there's still only one goal in it. Other games seem to be. Well, some of them are done. Motherwell won Hamilton four. Can't imagine there's much life left in that with Motherwell down to ten men. Dundee United two, Livy nil, both down to ten men there. Aberdeen St Mirren. We've got another one of these. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Dundee United three, Livingston nil. What a result that is, and it's that man, Lauren Shankland, two today. One last week, a terrific solo goal. He scored from the halfway line a couple of weeks ago. Last week's was on on the counter attack, so he's shown what he's got in the locker. And with 83 gone, that game is done. Dundee United 3, Living Hill. What a result that will be. Yep, exactly. And I think not only is that a big goal for Dundee United, you've got to say it's a big goal for Lawrence Shankman. I think when the, the Euros comes around in the summer, I fully expect at least one, potentially two strikers, uh, to get cut from the squad. And uh, if he keeps bagging in goals that he's he's mm-hmm. done over the past few seasons, it'll be hard to drop. So it was a it was a slow start to the season for him personally, but it seems back in his his goal scoring boots and, and doing well for and, Dundee United. And what it does do is it moves Dundee United top into six. the top six. Mm-hmm. Um, now St Mirren will have two games in hand, um, and it remains to be seen how they finish against Aberdeen. But as things stand, Dundee United are in the top six. It yeah. shows you how quickly it turns, Gordon, uh, because Dundee United looked like they were falling into that relegation problem. They've got a couple of great results. Um, today was a. I, I thought Livingston. I, I tipped them last week to lose against St Johnson, and today I tipped them to draw because I don't think they can sustain that consistency all the time. Um, and I think it was Fraser that was saying just before the cup final as well. It's not a time to go off for him, is it? So that's a terrific result for Mickey Mellon today. Right, just in case we do get any late drama, let's finish this, Mark. The second half teaser With Monday's Scottish Sun Free goals, pull out And all the reaction to the weekend's games Oh hold on, you two are pointing at something Have Kelly got a good penalty claim? Go on Andy uh, We'll see the replay now But my my first initial It might be outside the box It might be outside the box But I, I think he is looking for it but then, to be honest, it is the it is the sort of it's the Greg Kilt, Greg Kilty one. There's contact there, and you know, it looks like uh, the Greg Taylor. Sorry, and, uh, yeah. What do you think, Gordon? <sighs> Put it this way: I'm not sure we I'm not sure we can tell if it's inside or outside the box. Right, that's a big problem. But if it's outside, Balogun might still have been in a bit of bother if the decision had been given. No? Yeah, he certainly puts his hands on him, and he goes down. Um, once again, it's up back to that old question: Was it enough to put him down? But he certainly mm. did. You put yourself in trouble there, Balligan. Okay, uh, Mark, let's do it. I've played alongside Darren Randolph, Stephen McLean, and Michael Higdon, and have been managed by Paul Sturrock and Alan Pardew. I won the league in both major cups in Scotland, and I've played in two World Cups, one of which I captained my national team in. Who am I? I am Majid Bagera. Ajid Bouguera, there we go. You go through it all. Algeria, captain, World Cup. Alan Pardew, would that have been Charlton connection? Um, and so on and so forth. Sheffield Wednesday for Paul Stark. And there you go. So it was Majid Bouguera. Uh, thanks so much to everyone who took part. Some amount of correct answers. None in here, though, I don't think. No, no. no. Too much for you two. Mm-hmm. Um, I need your Mikey. Third place, well done, Mikey. Aaron McGregor in second place, but the winner of the, sec- the second half teaser is Alan Baker. Well done to you, Alan. Straight in with the correct answer, quicker than everyone else. Well done to you, sir. That was Alan. So there we go. 
Good one that I like that Doable clearly Because we got a lot of correct answers mm. But obviously difficult enough Because none of you lot Yeah I would have got that Gordon no if, if you was reading it I would have got that uh, James Cragan's been sent off for our broth They are still a goal up on Alawa It's late on so it might not be uh, too much for, for our broth to hold on in that one mm. Just watching the Rangers game I wonder if Tommy Wright wishes he gambled a wee bit sooner um, Because you know the last 10 minutes I understand when you're holding on to a 1-0 You sometimes get dragged towards your own goal But you know Kelly pinning them in just now Because they've put Burke on And they've made changes And it looks like it's a wee bit too late um, to grab something in the game Interestingly enough I thought I thought that was a fair I thought it was outside the box But I, I thought it should have been A Kilmarnock free kick Oh for goodness sake No wonder Roger Hanna got it He wrote man, He wrote Majid Bigera's World Cup column In the sun When he when he was there So there you go <laughs> He should know What? Do these guys not write Their own columns? I helped him I'm sure would be that Just just, just, I just cleared up Some of the, the wording And the grammar I I'm think sure. he's still done well to, to remember that he played For Sheffield Wednesday Because I don't, I don't remember that I remember who was at Charlton but mm-hmm. Good shout Right um, Do we have anything else To wrap up before full time I don't think so Scott Arfield came on for Rangers By the way I should have told you that A few moments ago 31 appearances this season But out since Boxing Day You'll remember that Was at the Hibs game At Ibrox I think he injured himself um, Had been in great form Up until that point Back today Out since Boxing Day So uh, It's full time In the Lanarkshire Derby What a result Roger Hannah's witnessed This afternoon Yes, indeed, Gordon. Motherwell 4, Hamilton Ackies win. The Ackies are off the bottom of the Premiership table tonight after their biggest win at Fudd Park in seven years. Bruce Anderson, Ross Callaghan, Marius Ogumpo and substitute David Moyle secured a third Derby victory of, of this, over Motherwell this season as Brian Rice's men leapfrogged Ross County at the foot of the table. It was a day to forget for Motherwell. They had captain Stephen O'Donnell sent off for conceding the penalty for Hamilton's second goal and they also had manager Graham Alexander Red carded by referee David Munro after two bookings for the same one in each half. They fell behind after seven minutes. Bruce Anderson's first goal for the club in his loan spell from Aberdeen. Great touch and finish after a cut back from Callaghan on the left. Anderson then had a shot deflected just past the post before the penalty flashpoint after 18 minutes. Lee Hodson making progress down the right. His cross. Callaghan moved to meet it in the six-yard line. was pulled back by O'Donnell. A straight red from referee Munro. Callaghan smashed the penalty pass well goalkeeper Liam Kelly but was then pulled back to take it again because O'Donnell hadn't actually left the pitch but he kept his cool and slammed the penalty pass Kelly again for 2-0 Alexander gets his first booking after 25 minutes for descent from the touchline and it get even worse for the well manager 6 minutes later as Aggies went 3-0 up Ogumpo started and finished the move bursting between two defenders and smashing a shot past Kelly from just inside the box 3-0 became 4-0 in 64 minutes substitute Moyo cushioning a lovely right foot finish across Kelly and inside the far post after Scott McMahon had got to the byline and picked him out in the middle Motherwell did get a consolation of sorts from the penalty spot Jamie Hamilton looked to have filled Devante Cole just inside the box and Marco Hara steered the spot kick past goalkeeper Ryan Fulton despite the Aki's number one best efforts to keep it out there was still time for Alexander to get a second yellow card for more descent towards referee Monroe near the end it's a big worry for Motherwell they're only five points off the drop zone now after this derby defeat but what a week for the Ackies Motherwell won Hamilton Ackies four what a result indeed I think that's the only full time whistle so far Alawa have scored late on I just said it probably won't matter that our both have gone down to ten men well it did because Innes Cameron has equalised Alawa won our both won but I think that's the only full time result we've got so far done and dusted no need for any time added on there it was a game of high drama but the Ackies had that one sewn up 
uh, a long time ago. Um, Gordon changes things for Motherwell. <laughs> yes, it does, uh, Gordon. <laughs> Sorry, interrupt. <laughs> there. He's too busy tucking into the Percy pigs that Andy brought in. First time he's ever tasted them as I, well. I had my head down there trying to tell you I was too busy chewing. Um, was, that's, that's a disappointing uh, afternoon for Motherwell. Uh-huh. Hamilton seemed to have the. The beating of Motherwell just now um, And you've got to say Well done to Brian Rice What a week they've had You know, drawn with Rangers And then gone and won the Lanarkshire Derby And won it very comfortably But a lot of work to be done at Fur Park yet, Gordon Yeah, Daz is right I think when Brian Rice looked at the fixtures this week Rangers at home, Motherwell away With yeah. Graham Alexander He may have just thought Oh, we'll be lucky to get out of this way A, a point Um and it's been a terrific week from does right Hamilton's got Motherwell's number this year but if you're Graham Alexander what do you say to your team when you've been sent off as well it's just been an all round shambles this afternoon for yeah me. I mean Motherwell now only 5 points above Hamilton in 11th as Roger said and Aki's have a game in hand it makes Kilmarnock's life more difficult as well because they are now 2 games in front of Hamilton Aki's and only a point better off it has finished between Aberdeen and St Mirren goalless there so I'll get you the story of that one very soon indeed from Dave Galloway it's finished at Ibrox I think is it finished between Rangers um, and Kilmarnock let's get the story of that one with Andrew McLean Rangers 1 Kilmarnock nil. the full time score and they have Ryan Jack to thank as his stunner gets them back to winning ways in the Premiership they nearly took the lead 17 minutes in Cedric Itton sliding the ball through to James Tavernier in the box he finished well but the flag was up and that one didn't count Rangers struggled to create much from open play in the first half but 37 minutes in a moment from, of magic for Brian Jack broke the deadlock there was a scramble in the Kamarnock box following a deep free kick they cleared it but only towards Ryan Jack who was about 20 to 25 yards out a brilliant first touch teed himself up and unleashed an excellent volley into the top corner unstoppable this one for 1-0 they had another chance not long after that Ryan Kent driving into the Kamarnock box his shot tipped over by Colin Doyle a potential penalty claim too just before the break Tavernier went down under the challenge of Rory McKenzie nothing given for that one there, Kent then tested Colin Doyle straight from kick-off in the second half. He made a run into the box, cut inside. The shot was straight into the arms of Doyle, though. And it was Kent again five minutes later who forced a good low save from Doyle as Rangers continued to threaten. But then it all went a bit quiet after that until the closing stages, really, when they had a golden opportunity to put the game to bed. Five minutes from time, Ryan Kent played through by Cedric Aiton. He cut inside, laid the ball off to Joe Arrivo. He was one-on-one with the goalkeeper, but he took a heavy touch and could only poke the ball wide on this occasion. Kilmarnock then claimed for a late penalty as well. Leon Balogun with a push on Danny Whitehall, but this one looked to be just outside the box. But it's the fifth time in six games that Rangers have scored just one goal, but it is another three points, and the gap at the top of the table is extended. The full-time score at Ibrooks is Rangers 1, Kilmarnock 0. It's also finished at Tannadice, another fantastic result up there. Fraser Wishart watched it. Dundee United 3, Livingston 0, a terrific victory for United who were at it from the kick-off. Adrian Sporla scored a first-minute opener that's followed by Lawrence Shanklin double one either side of half-time gave them a deserved victory with the striker being outstanding for the whole 90 minutes. One red card apiece as well, so a really good game to watch here at Tannadice. Plenty happening at all time. United were two up at half-time after an excellent first-half performance. 50 seconds they scored. Max Stryek in the Livingston goal miss-kicked the ball into the air. It was eventually fed out to Jamie Robson. He did really well on the left-hand side. Nick passed Dillon and Cut the ball back from the byline. Sporla's first touch was brilliant. Into the six-yard box. In the corner of the six-yard box, he fired high into the net. 31 minutes, a real blow for United. Peter Paul was sent off for serious foul play. He overran the ball in midfield, lunged into the tackle with Jason Holden. Nick Walsh was quick to get the red card out. 
Callum Butcher certainly didn't agree he was given a yellow card for descent. Nicky Mellon immediately put on Ian Harkson to the midfield that was a tactical change for Sporla to have a 4-3-2 formation and immediately he was rewarded because Hark's first involvement was to block a Holt clearance and then with the ball in his feet he drove forward Harks with the ball 3v2 lovely pass into Shanklin's path he didn't have to break stride and a lovely first time finish by the Scotland striker I mean, a good first half the second carried on the same way Shanklin denied immediately with a, th- uh, a third with Guthrie a brilliant tackle six yards out Sibbled header from uh, 18 yards was tipped over by Segrist and Sibbled set up Emmanuel Thomas really good chance for the sub striker he fired over from 10 yards and he should have done better but 61 minutes Levy were down to 10 men themselves Jack Fitzwater tried to clear his uh, hit Harks and his Harks raced onto the loose ball he was pulled down by Fitzwater. It was outside the box, but the referee, Nick Walsh, thought it was denying a goal-scoring opportunity and showed him the red card. I thought a yellow might have been sufficient, but he was outside the box and they had to go. And that was the end, really, for Livy. It was really tough for them after that. They were two down. They lost that man advantage. Holt shot wide from 20 yards. Mullen was putting in cross after cross. It was a bit dangerous, but the tempo of the game changed. Livy pushing hard, but United began to just settle into seeing the game out and hit on the break with Shanklin. Very, very dangerous at all times. In the 83rd minute, the Scotland striker put the game to bed, he got the ball inside left in the penalty box we've seen it so often from Shankland, he cut inside the Guthrie and a great finish, curling the ball high into the top left hand corner of the net United into top six, and they actually might be looking to catch Livy in fifth, but two days each in a row for Livingston and a different test of management for David Martindale who's had such great success so far, full time at Tannadice Dundee United 3, Livingston 0 It's also finished at Pataudry between Aberdeen and St Mirren, Dave Galloway Full time at a very windy and very cold Pataudry. Aberdeen nil, St Mirren nil. St Mirren went close to an early lead when Dermis crossed for Flynn, but his close range effort was very well saved by Lewis at his near post. At the other end, Kennedy let fly from outside the box, but it was a, an easy save for Anik. Lewis was called into action when Dermis's whipped in free kick from the right was caught by the wind and he tipped the ball over. Don's debutant, Camberry, was showing some nice touches. He seized on a loose ball and fired in a low long range drive which tested the keeper. Aberdeen had a decent opening early in the second half winning a free kick in a pretty good position Hornby though curled it wide of target. They had a penalty claim turned down for an alleged handball by Fraser as he blocked Kennedy's cross. Obika at the other end with a half chance for Saints on the edge of the box however he flicked it over the bar and then McAllister had a go with a 30 yard free kick, plenty power but Lewis gathered easily it was too direct. Late on McCrory's cross created a bit of panic in the St Mirren defence. It was missed by skipper Shocknessy, but no one in red could stick the ball in from close range. So, like I said at half time, plenty effort, plenty application, but uh, very little entertainment in very trying conditions. Aberdeen nil, St Mirren nil. Doesn't sound like a classic for Dave Galloway. Let's go into the one and only Championship game. Alloa are both. Mark Guidi watched it. Yeah, full time. Uh, Alloa won a broth one and a really good 90 minutes served up by the bottom two sides in the championship, both part timers. Uh, the visitors took the lead in the 23rd minute, deservedly so. It was a poor clearance from the Alloa goalkeeper, Neil Parry. It was uh, eaten up at the end of the box and there was Jack Hamilton just to roll it in from 18 yards to give Dick Campbell's men the lead. In the 56th minute, the Alloa midfielder, Raymond Grant, hit the crossbar with a right foot shot that rattled off Derek. 
Derek Galson's Ed Woodward and then seven minutes later uh, Raymond Grant son of manager Peter was shown his second yellow card by referee Stephen Kirtland and that reduced Alloa to ten men funnily enough they actually played very well after that and came close a couple of times Kevin Colley the shot that was cleared uh, off the line for a broth their substitute Scott uh, Stewart um, came on and he had a fine run into the box and forced a good save out of Neil Parry. It was N10 v10 because referee Stephen Kitlin showed James Cragen, the Abroth man, his second yellow of the game. And for the last five minutes, Alawa piled on the pressure and they got the reward in the last minute of the game. Across into the box and there was the tall, powerful striker in this Cameron to head down from seven yards out to give goalkeeper Derek Gaston no chance at all. Really good 90 minutes, good advert for the championship. Full time here, Alawa won, Abroth won. Okay, now it's time for you to have your say. Andy Halliday, Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here and they want to talk to you about the football. 0141 951 1025. Your time has come. Let's hear from you. If your team was in action today, what did you make of it? Rangers fans, narrow but comfortable. Another win, another step closer to the title. What did you make of the performance today? Who stood out for you? Result of the day has to be the Lanarkshire Derby. 4-1 to Hamilton Ackies. Ackies fans, how pleased are you? You own Motherwell in that head-to-head recently. And Motherwell fans, where on earth did that go wrong this afternoon? Aberdeen and St Mirren sharing the spoils as well. Terrific win for Dundee United. And of course, you Celtic fans, what are you expecting tomorrow? Neil Lennon says the St Mirren game should be the benchmark for the rest of the season. What are you hoping for when you head to Perth tomorrow? Let's do it right now. 0141 951 1025. The open line is next. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Give us a call. Let us know what you made of the football today. Andy Halliday, Gordon Diel, and Mark Wilson are in the studio waiting to hear from you. You can tweet us as well. At Clyde SSB The full time scores From the Scottish Premiership Are as follows Rangers 1 Kilmarnock 0 Dundee United 3 Livingston 0 Motherwell 1 Hamilton 4 And Aberdeen 0 St Mirren 0 Celtic up at St Johnston Tomorrow So if your team played today Or played tomorrow It doesn't matter Even if you've got something else On your mind Something completely different We'll do that as well 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Mark Wilson, what did you make of today's football? What jumped out? Well, what can you make of Rangers? I mean, it's a, like their 40th game this season um, in all competitions. 28 clean sheets. Um, eight of those, 1-0 wins, seven of them in the league this season. Remarkable. They don't need to play well, but they still find a way to win. And today, it took a moment of brilliance from Ryan Jack. I don't think you'll see a better goal over the weekend. Up at Tanadice. A Dundee United team we were chatting about last week being in trouble, but shows are in touching distance. Will Livingston has a bubble burst just before the cup final. And also Aberdeen and St Mirren. I think it's a great point for Jim Goodwin going up there after a battering against Celtic. But what do the Aberdeen fans think of Derek McInnes? Is he still under pressure? Yeah, I agree with Mark. Uh, but I think the big result today, and um, especially for the bottom teams, Gordon, was Hamilton Aki's victory against Motherwell at Fir Park. Um, after a terrific point against Rangers last week They've added to that with three today So that brings it a lot tighter at the bottom of the league So a lot of teams looking over the shoulder now I like the stage of the season Andy Where you look at other people's results as well And unfortunately for the, the sort of neutral if you like If such a thing exists here Everyone's got their suspicions You don't have that at the top But at the bottom if you're Ross County Snowed off today You're looking at Hamilton Oh my goodness Can't believe they picked that up St Johnston You might be thinking Well if Celtic beat us tomorrow 
Day's results didn't go to plan It's it's all starting to Starting to heat up down there And at the top Rangers are, are just a winning machine At the moment Yeah well listen with, It's the old football cliche That you know Your forward players win your games But your defence wins your leagues And it's just another case of that For Rangers again today Although they weren't at their Free-flowing best You know they're how tight they are at the back That's been their benchmark Throughout their full season So They were comfortable enough But Gordon it's probably the first time That I wish we did have The Motherwell game on In this studio Because uh, it looks as if It was a it was a cracker In the Lanarkshire derby One that The two Gordons in the studio Might not have been too happy watching Do you want to know what's what I, I did have it I had it on my own screen <laughs> I was the only one That could see it And you lot couldn't And I had to sit and suffer it So Well done to the Ackies Thoroughly deserved uh, Right 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's uh, let's just go straight to the phones Bring in Craig Who's a Rangers fan What did you make of that today Craig? Hi uh, Gordon Hi panel How's he's doing? Oh good thanks um, uh, Listen first and foremost It's uh, three points in the bag It's another step closer to the title I think With the maths I've done I think it would be Four wins and a draw Would now be enough to take us Beyond the point of Celtic catching us So You know that's obviously a positive uh, slightly underwhelmed by the performance uh, you know it should have been more than one I think we can all agree that Jordy Bowe that's a sitter for me although maybe it's a good save by Colin Doyle Arivo should still be putting that, that chance away um, but I do think after last week's disappointing game it was important to get the three points um, but I think it was also important for them to put in more of a performance and although it's hard to be disappointed when you're as close to clinching the title it's still a frustration that maybe the foot's slightly coming off the gas a bit performance-wise. Um, and I don't think any Rangers fan wants to see that until it's actually over the line. But, as I say, it was a good result and a good three points to get against a Kilmarnock team who've just got in a new manager, um, which normally gives you a bounce. So, yeah, I think happy enough with that one. Especially at this stage of the season, Andy. So Rangers have put a lot of their... Stylish convincing performances in A bit earlier in the season Now they're within touching distance I don't think many people will be too fussy about the, the manner Except for the manager uh, Listen, like you said When you're at the business end of the season And you know you've got a 16 point target To win your first title in 10 years Then wins is all that matters And I think that was another case for that today But knowing the manager I think he'll be still wanting more of his players Because you know, we've uh, we seen his interview after the Hamilton game last week Even though they managed to, to salvage a point in the game That I probably should have lost I think even though they've won the games today, he won't be papering over the cracks and, and realise when the Europa League uh, is up and coming next week. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's where we've seen the best version of Rangers under Steven Gerrard, but he'll know it'll need a, a lot more from his players in the lead up to the rest of the season. I mean, Gordon, it might be a narrow win, the scoreline tells you that, but it's an, it's it's to nil again. Where, yeah. You know, at home, one league goal conceded. It's not. No surprise that they've got that that points gap at the top. Yeah, it's incredible because uh, you know you hear Craig on there and he's talking about the performance. I'm a fan to hear it's about winning. Um, I know the Europa League's coming up; that'll take care of itself. Um, you look at a Kilmarnock team that are fighting for their lives with a new manager. They come, they make it very hard, stuffy for Rangers to break them down. Now, sometimes Rangers get the early goal and it goes on to be three, four, five, whatever it may be. Uh, credit to Kilmarnock they worked very hard um, Aribo should score as well but when you look at Kilmarnock what they offered against Rangers there was never any time that you would think mm. Kilmarnock had got to score a goal so I thought it was a very professional performance with Rangers Gordon and it's another three points towards the title Were there any moments at all Craig I mean um, 
Rilo Kelly, Rilo Kelly, sorry if I've pronounced that wrong, is not happy with that um, challenge from Balogun at the end. He, he admits that he can't tell if it was in or out the box, but he thinks it definitely should have been should have been something. What, what did you make of that? Listen, I think um, I do think it was outside the box um, first, first and foremost. Um, I think he's lucky and that he doesn't give away a foul. I, I don't think it, if the foul had been given, um, number one, it would have been a free kick, and number two, I don't think. You know, it would have been anything harsher yeah. than a yellow card. Um, so, in that respect, um, you know, I think it's that. It would have been, with all due respect to Kilmarnock, I think it would have been slightly harsher in Rangers if, mm. you know, a penalty had been given and they'd got back into the game because, as much as it wasn't, you know, free flowing football, we were playing, we were still far and away the better team in the match. You know, Kelly just made it stuffy, which you expect them to do anyway. So, um, aye, I think it was a free kick. As I say, the other moments, you know, maybe. As I said, Joe, the, the Joe Rebo one I was talking about earlier, he's got to take that chance. Um, you know, because it had been a, a stuffy affair at times and, you know, getting an opening as good as that, you know, that's where you've got to just put the game to bed completely. Um, and that way the Balogun incident is unconsequential at the end. Um, but, <clears throat> listen, I agree with what the guys are saying. Obviously, it's about results and the slight concern, obviously, with the Europa League, but they usually step up to that. I just, you know, I think if the performances continued this way, Towards you know the the old Firm game, I think any Rangers fan will tell you if we can get unbeaten in old Firm games this season, because the last thing we want is to lose our unbeaten run to Celtic, who seem to over the last couple of games have had a bit of form. So that's probably the only thing. The title, I'm reticent to say that it's completely over, but I mean the reality says Celtic can only get to 91 points, and we would only need four wins to get to that point. And with a goal difference, it would be incredibly difficult to see how. We wouldn't win that, but you still want to be unbeaten, or at least not lose it to Celtic. So, but uh, it's just in terms of the game, free kick, but maybe in the rebel. Apart from that, aye, more than a bill. And actually, to be fair, I think they'll say that one of the things that worried me anyway going into the game was that we were getting it without Ruth and without Morelos, who are our two mm. best strikers. Um, and I think he can done a decent enough job up front. I mean, he set up Tavernier for a great chance as well, and. He was involved in Ryan Jack's goal, so um, he had a, a yeah. fairly decent run at the day, I'd say. Um, Craig won't say that it's over. I um, think you might. Yeah, yeah, 100% it's over. Um, it's just a case of when. And um, as much as... And Andy knows Stephen Gerrard, obviously, a lot better than us, and I know that he's got high standards, but as a manager, Gordon, and you're getting to that winning line, it's just about getting to the win, getting over a winning line. Three points today, clean sheet. There's a lot of positives there. They really are. And you are against a commander team that's going to put everybody behind the ball, fighting for their life. These guys are fighting for new contracts now, because if they go down in any of the championship, you know, it's not. it's very hard to get back up. Uh, contracts are completely different So you can imagine There's a new manager That they've got to Impress as well So His job done And Craig's right Aribo should have put the game to bed But I never looked at Rangers At one point today And thought You know what They could be in trouble Or they could You know Drop a couple of points I thought it was a comfortable victory It was a huge chance for Aribo You think he should have passed it You think he should have just scored Absolutely it Absolutely The difference between no a, a striker chance. And a midfielder I suppose But I just thought it was. Um, listen, I'm, I, I wouldn't be having a go at him for for having a go. He's, he's one of them with the goalkeepers, but I just think that I'm sure Ryan Kent will be beside him with me. That if he's got a, an open goal for a cutback, there he'll be disappointed that he never done that. But listen, 
he uh, we're saying that Ryan Jack took a perfect touch to set up his volley Joe Aribo takes a touch that sort of gets away from him and ends up sort of toe poking it and making it you know, sort of a scruffy effort but got to back up with Gordon Mussain although I don't think Rangers were great today they were never in any they were never in any trouble and I think that's just been a staple for mm. the how, how solid they've been defensively this year and like we said they've, they've only got 13 points to go before the name's etched in the trophy and I think that's it's uh, it's just about wins at this point Kelly fans come on the phone and, and tell us but Mark Wilson is it easier said than done to say oh Kelly should have had more of a go towards the end you know there was only one in it why not throw the kitchen sink but Kelly are where they are for a reason They don't have attacking intent at the moment And they don't maybe have the confidence that, that comes with that I mentioned it before the game That's now 8 goals in the 15 games Since the start of December So mm. maybe they wanted to throw everything at it maybe, you know, But that is that easier said than done? Uh, yeah, probably in, in hindsight But I just thought when we looked at it From probably the 88th minute on It looked like they were getting Further up the pitch a bit And you know You at least give yourself a chance To put To make Balogun Make that decision To to foul or, or not And give yourself a chance I th- Incidentally I think it was a free kick It wasn't a penalty But it still gives yourself a chance To get in the box Whether For 80 minutes before that They offered absolutely Nothing going forward But the one thing is For Kelly fans out there They must be worried Going forward Because They've got Guys who can supply In the wider areas And we've seen Chris Bark And McKenzie And so on and so forth Provide But the guys Through the middle Aren't doing it Daz touching it midweek They are struggling For a striker Kabamba Does not look like The player he was Oakley Is he a good signing Or not Well Time will tell But at this moment in time They are struggling for goals And if you struggle for goals We all know what that means There's only one way You go and that's down uh, Thank you to Craig In Cumbernauld Going a little bit further afield To North Carolina USA To speak to Eric Who's on the line Hi Eric hey, Good evening panel uh, Obviously I'm a Rangers fan mm-hmm. I'm going to change the subject Slightly In the fact that I've got Rangers TV, and obviously I watch the Rangers, but I wanted to call in and congratulate the Kilmarnock player. I'm not a Kilmarnock fan, but I watched as they came to halftime, a Kilmarnock player walked over and put his arm around Ryan Jack, and obviously, I don't know what he was saying, but obviously it was what a wonderful goal. There's nothing we could have done about that. I see but Eric Is that not easy As a Rangers fan If you're a Kelly fan You hate that You're thinking What's going on here Why are we putting our arm Around opposition players Yes And We're talking about Dodgy refereeing decisions And should it be a penalty Should it be a foul But I thought That was the greatest Part of sportsmanship Fair enough I must admit It's not something I noticed anyone, I don't know Did no, someone put their arm Around itself. Ryan Jack Fair play No, no I didn't um, notice him Obviously Eric was very impressed I don't think the Commander manager Or supporters Would, would you be. ever put your arm Around an opposition oh, player At half time Of course I would I'd go yeah. over there And give them a good Pat in the back And say well done Fantastic goal Mark Wilson skill. would you do it No No chance Daz, did you not ask for Kinchelsea's stop or something When they I beat you We don't need to go down that road again No I didn't Andy, would you put Willie Gibson Put your arm around him last night in a different I, I, if, if we were allowed But Covid obviously stops that So maybe a wee cuddle uh, I think what we can all agree Whether I don't know why I didn't even see it Eric Somebody can, can enlighten me But If it's about the quality of the goal Then yeah I don't think many people yeah. would argue Yeah and I think Tommy Wright's going to take positives For the game Because uh, You know you touched on Kilmarnock's struggles To score goals Maybe if they had Kyle Lafferty In the squad today that They could make that change early And go for it a little bit more But They've still been very leaky And I think that um 
I think Kilmarnock fans in the Kilmarnock board will be looking for the sort of Steve Clark effect for, for Tommy Wright when he comes in and it just makes them harder to beat and I thought they were that today and Tommy Wright will mm. be looking back and thinking it's been one real moment of quality that have, that have broke us down today and ultimately that's why the, the Kilmarnock players put his arm around Ryan Jack's shoulder and thought that was just a wee bit too good Right Eric, you can... I was, I'm thinking whether I let you include Kamar Roof, right? Because that was in Europe, so I don't know if, if we're allowed to include that. But Ryan Jack's goal today, where does that rank in Rangers' goals of the season? Yeah, it's up there. Uh, any goal's a good goal to make Rangers win. Uh, one other point I would like to make, just on the same subject, mm-hmm. going backwards to back Battle of the Britain. When I remember stories between you know, Gary McAllister and Alan McCoy about the two great goals in that game, and they congratulated each other because Gary McAllister apparently said to McCoy, "What do you think of that for a strike?" And then when Hately scored in the rematch, the I've, I've no doubt people can congratulate opposition players. It's just I don't. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not everyone's of, cup of tea. Yeah, it's a bit of banter. We've all had that. What about the UFC to right. the opposition? What about that goal? What about right? We're Ryan Jack's goal today is Brilliant. it the Rangers' best goal this season? No, I can't. I, I've, I've said this to you before. I'm more of a team goal man. I think that a moment of magic be, be one player that surprises me because I thought central midfielder. You're you're wanting that glory of twenty five yard volley back of the net, no? No, I can. Start, I think I can still appreciate the the team right. moves a little bit more. But thinking at the top of my head, there's there's been Tavernier's a, free kick, Tavernier's free Tanadis. kick, um, Tanadis, had a free kick at home. I think it was St Johnson. Even Jermaine um, Defoe. What was your team goal then? Because you've. Oh, made I tell it. you, I tell you what, that that Jermaine Defoe one, that 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 was the touch. That was the shoulder. No, I so it was the the half volley sort of pass into the court. That was hmm. you can't underestimate how hard that technique is. There's and been a few team goals. I haven't. I, I Jack can't, scored one. Last yeah, in fact, it was Jacks was the team uh, goal last couple of weeks ago yeah. against Ross County. So, yeah. uh, and and the goal of the season competition at Rangers, Ryan Jack will be up there for a couple when that's shown. But today, the, the skill to to take your first touch and and set yourself for a volley with players pressing you. Remember, at the edge of the box, it's hard enough doing that in training where you've got the freedom of the goal to hit. But when you've got guys running at you to tee that up volley into the top corner, it was outstanding strike. You said even in training, Andy, you've n- you've no. never seen Ryan Jack try that. Not like I said, he's more somebody that tries to pick a corner and finesse it. He's not really somebody that will put his foot through it, and he's he's a passer more than somebody that will take a pop shot for, for twenty five yards. So I was more surprised that he took an effort for that. But uh, he certainly got the quality to do it. He's, he's a he's a terrific player, someone that's that's done very well last season and and this year before he got injured, and and he should take a. Take a pot shot more often, I think. Right, Eric in North Carolina, you have a good night. It was good to speak to you. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's the perfect time to call. What did you make of the football today? What are you expecting tomorrow? We could be speaking to you next. The games are over. The talking begins. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon Diel and Andy Haldy, Mark Wilson, all here. To take your calls We wouldn't do this often And I certainly won't spend long on it But if you're into the The other shape Ball Scotland 17 Wales 3 After that fantastic victory uh, At Twickenham Last week 32 minutes On the clock In this one And uh, it's going Pretty well for Scotland so far So if you're keeping an eye on that one uh, You will be happy It's 0141 951 1025 uh, I'm just watching City about to take to the field at the Etihad How different does that tunnel look from the one that you used to run out of the reserves at Main Road? 
I'm just looking all decked out with the carpets and the lights and the glass and the stairs. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if you were never at Main Road, were you? Um, no, it was too too far before my time. Before your time, but uh, Main Road was a terrific stadium, Gordon. Sixty, seventy thousand, packed every week. I played. Um, you know, one of the good games against Leeds. I, I, saw, don't know. I saw Bale there, and I'm just thinking. Uh. He, he, don't know if you played against Leeds But a very difficult team in the days Bale just not bothered point. about being a footballer anymore Which is kind of like you golf, but didn't Which he? is yeah. kind of like you But the 100 million in the bank or whatever is In the I, Champions League winners medals. I've got to say If I was in Bale's boots or shoes I'd be the exact same 100 mil Why you want to run out in the cold net off? Oh, there you go <laughs> No I mean Andy I, I don't know what like, you'll be The minute I stop playing football And a lot of people Criticise my football career I've not got a problem with that I made a good living I got married three times I had some great nights out Great weddings But I'm not a great lover Of football after My like, career you know, He's never played like, Since he finished He's never played five Pundit's a perfect never, role for you then Isn't it? <laughs> no but I like, I like, like my played, golf like, never, like, never, uh, never played a game of five like No charity cycling. games Will you be nothing. one of these guys that, Oh no I definitely I'll still stay, in, stay involved In football in some capacity But like I, I, We had a wee chat But I'll, I think golf Will be my sport To, to stay fit Leisurely Yeah my mm. leisurely sport yeah. right, I anyway, like to take up golf Les has been hanging on the line uh, From East Bride. Les what's on your mind tonight? Hi guys, hope you're all feeling well. Yeah, all good. Uh, Are you well? Ah, yeah, good. yeah, good yeah. Well, apart from the wife sitting beside me, but uh, <laughs> happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. I can't believe you've done that. That's right, and I'm going to Marks and Spencer's to get the two for ten pounds. So, <laughs> it says romance is dead, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Just what I'd like to say is, um, I listened to the Rangers caller earlier um, saying about the. The invincible sort of run, the the unbeaten run, and I think all Rangers fans, to be perfectly honest, and that's me included. Uh, I, I I'm not really bothered about the the invincible run. It's ten in a row, stopping ten in a row is the the, the main thing this year. Um, the fact that he said that uh, he, he's scared about Celtic stopping the the uh, the invincible run, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less as long as. The, the league title comes back to Ibrox and that's uh, yeah. uh, that's just the way the cricket crumbles. I, I, I'm not really particularly bothered. Then once you've finished, I've got another wee point. I think most people probably feel that most Rangers fans feel that way, Andy. But you can understand Craig because this is not September anymore. It's not December. We're not we're not talking about some pie in the sky thing. We're talking about something that is not too far around the corner. So Craig's thinking, well, do you know what? Now that we're here, we might as well. We might as well. The league is pretty much done. We'll try and go unbeaten. But Les, like a lot of people, doesn't care. Couldn't well, care less. Marks and Spencers, that's all he cares about. Well, if Celtic beat Rangers in the next game, we'll get Les up and see if he's bothered or not. Because I'm pretty sure that every Rangers fan will still be bored if they if they lose a game against Celtic. But, but listen, he's right. The main objective, of course, for not only this season, but since Rangers got back into the top flight, was stopping Celtic winning 10 in a row. Uh, it's obviously in touching distance now But I think I've got to disagree I think that a lot of Rangers fans Will still be disappointed If uh, if they lose a game to Celtic Because it's it, When we're in this big city of ours it's, it's bragging rights at the end of the day And that's what A lot of people look forward to Going to their work the next day Yeah I think I'll be icing on the cake If Rangers can go through the full season Gordon uh, It was all At the beginning of the season It was all about stopping 10 in a row It was all about winning the league And they've certainly achieved that And achieved it very well indeed With some Terrific performances And the league table doesn't lie So Yeah it'd be, it'd be nice I think For all the Rangers supporters To go through Without winning uh, Without losing a game But 
There's still a bit of football to be played Mark, Mark I know says Three, four weeks ago That he fancies that to happen Yeah, I do fancy it to happen I mean, look I, I touched on it um, At the start of the, the phone-in here Rangers The amount of clean sheets You know, 7-1-0 victories in the league alone But there's been numerous other clean sheets You just can't see them losing Even when they play bad you can't see them losing because they'll always have a moment of quality to get them out of hole or, you know, they'll have Alan McGregor to, to dig them out of somewhere. Everything has fallen into place. They've got so many top performers this season that you can see it happening. Um, but going, going invincible, I mean, Les is, Les is right in respect. The, first and foremost, get over the line in terms of points tally and win the league. And if you can do that, then set your sights on, on going invincible. It would be a terrific mm-hmm. achievement if they could do it. What was your other point, Les? Yeah, the point is, we obviously we play Royal Antwerp on uh, Thursday mm-hmm. in the, uh, the Europa League. Yep. Uh, obviously, there was another colour on earlier saying uh, we need to up our performances. I, I think we are totally geared for for European football. I think the, the guys will be up for it. It's a different challenge. We'll not have to play against, as Alec Ray says, this low block. I, I think we are geared for Europe, I think they're going to do well. But if we get by this stage, same stage as we are last year against Bayer Leverkusen, a good draw, you never know where it'll take us. I'm not saying the final, but it's it's money in the coffers. Andy, what do you th- how how equipped uh, are Rangers? I think it's almost like Europe's gone out of sight for a little bit. So people, you know, it's it's been gone for a bit, and you tend to forget about that routine of going midweek and Sunday, midweek Sunday. Uh, are they as as likely to win now as they were when the draw was made, for instance? I think you only need to cash their mind back to last season. And even though there was a lot of poor domestic performances in cases where Rangers were losing games, they were still performing at a, a very high level in Europe and, and competing against the best. So I think that Europe will get the best out of this team. I think, uh, you know, I think Les just mentioned it there. The way, the way Rangers play, the way, the, the way they set up in Europe, you know, they set up to counter-attack teams and, and they're devastating at it. That's something they can't really do in the Scottish League because obviously they've got most of the ball. But uh, I, I touched on it last week. I think that Rangers are maybe paying for the fact that they're not being tested enough week in, week out. We, we've said that so many times this season where they've won. They weren't, I, I say, sorry, not all season. We, we, we've said that a few times in the last few weeks where they've won, they've been comfortable, but they've not really been tested. They never really had to mm-hmm. get out of second gear. That's going to be different in Europe. And I think when the, the European games come back and they are getting tested at that higher level, it will suit them domestically as well. Right, thank you very much to Les and East Kilbride. He's got a bit of making up to do after that. Mm. You, you can't go Valentine's weekend and open up that comment. That's exactly. something you would do, and that's why you're, you're, you're at where you're at. Um, <laughs> You've got some Percy Pigs to take home for. Oh, yeah. I, and I've, I've noticed the sports pictures are not open, so they may go home. And you, he, he can invite him back anytime. You heard about his recent Because lockdown's tough right I, I get that And people are slipping into some Habits Do you know what he told me earlier Mark As if this is acceptable 20 Jaffa cakes Per night Every night Do you what? think that Jing, that's alright Because I'm, I'm fond of a biscuit But I, I don't know about that I think that's That's, no, that's, that's, right. that's, that's two cups of tea Mark That's So 10 that, per tea That's acceptable Especially when you're sitting Yourself watching TV All nah, night Gordon I think that's a lot Twenty in one night, every night. As well. I do, I do a sleeve, cup of tea, and then sleeve cup of tea. That's excessive. You need to go on that bike a lot more. I was on that. the bike this morning. Yes. Right. Thank you to Les at 0141951025. What about the Lanarkshire Derby bragging rights? Aki's fans, you must be on cloud nine, and Motherwell fans, 
Why on earth can you not seem to get even close to your Lanarkshire rivals at the moment? Give us a call. Let's hear from Brian Rice. He'll be happy. You know, I just like to lose a goal. Uh, I don't think we deserve to lose a goal. But I couldn't ask any more for the boys. I challenged them to try and reproduce what they produced last Sunday. Go with two up, have a go. And I think we, we responded magnificently. I was desperate to get back on the pitch playing because when you, you've had a good performance, you want back on the pitch. But the next game against Old Firm is always a worry. It's always been a worry for me or right through the years because you get all these pats in the back and plaudits when you do well and it sometimes affects you. It doesn't affect me because I know, I know what's at stake. And the players know what's at stake. And I think you see that in the performance. I see that every second ball, every header, they're throwing themselves into things. Uh, and I'm on their back because I want, I, I want the best for them. Biggest game of the season is the next game. Uh, I've said that to them. Let's go. Let's get home. Enjoy it. Let's get ready for Wednesday because that's what I'll do. He's disappointed to lose a goal. High standards, Brian Rice. Yeah, um, I just think he's so happy after the week he's had. Gordon point against Rangers, three points today in the derby away from home at Fir Park. Um, he he's disappointed. He's delighted. Let me tell you. So I'm trying to keep a lid on things then, so that they can continue to build on that. Probably. Because he did say after Rangers, there's no point in getting carried away and sort of believing your own hype if you can't follow up. So is this a continuation, Mark? Perhaps, but slightly harsh. I mean, his team were out of sight, and his team have responded unbelievably to the challenge that he's he's laid down this week. Um, you know, quite right what he says after results against the old firm. You can't get carried away, and his team certainly listened to him and. and Played for him today um, But he knows there's a lot of hard games coming up And there's no point in playing like that today To go and ruin it midweek um, So Yeah but I still think it's slightly harsh He could have gave his defence a break there Yeah and they, they are now level with Ross County So they, they, they were above them essentially But level in points with Ross County And they've played one game fewer They've also got two games in hand over Kilmarnock And they're only a point behind them So table's starting to look not too bad for Hamilton Ackies Yep I think that Brian Rice uh, understands the narrative that Hamilton are one of the best teams in Europe when the last third of the season comes around. So <laughs> that's why he's disappointed in losing a goal. So, yeah. but it's uh, generally it is incredible because I hold my hands up I, every year. I, I, I tip them to go down. I just think that no, that it's uh, we a team is. Uh, you think they're going to go to Andy? Are you, are you saying yeah. that they're going to go to? Yeah. And by you? the way, this is the first time in the last five or six years they've been in the league that I've said that. So I hope I'm not the. Uh, who, who do you think's going to do it? Good at? I, I I feel bad saying it, but I think Ross County are going to struggle. I think with Hamilton having a couple of games in hand over them as well, I, I just feel that Hamilton just always seem to do it. They always seem to pluck up results and and survive towards the end of the season. You look at the performance at Rangers last week, the performance again at Motherwell. So I, I think that 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 Motherwell, uh, sorry, Ross County are in trouble. He can all change very quickly. Any Motherwell or Aki's fans, get your call in. We're about to speak to Billy, who's a Rangers fan from Milton. But whilst we're on result of the day contenders, it's. It's probably the Ackies, let's be fair But the only ones who could make a claim to that Would perhaps be Dundee United Here's Mickey Mellon We've been tough enough on ourselves over the last few weeks and months and, and knew that we had to keep improving and keep getting better And we knew what we had to get better at And certainly today We hit that tempo and the asks of the game That you have to be able to do In the, in the Scottish Premiership And I was really pleased it was a good good performance It's always nice to score early, isn't it? Um, a really good goal, a really good finish Coming to traps really quickly, like we want to try and do, yeah, and to get that that, that first goal is always very important. I'm a football fan as well. I know Lawrence is playing from from. It's not it's not my team, but Lawrence is playing for the club that I'm the manager of. 
And it's important sometimes in Scotland that we we celebrate players like that in the league when, when they're performing like that. I thought I thought it was that good. I thought it was a un, it was a fantastic centre forwards display for the whole game and hold up play and movement and cleverness and technique. And too often, I mean, I'm I'm Scottish, so I, I, I can I can be I, I'm not attacking Scottish football in any way. But too often we're too down on ourselves. But when we see performance like that, you've got to celebrate it. You've got to say, do you know what? You've got some talent in our division, and, and it's good to see. Um, so I was really pleased, and he, and he took his goals really, really well. Um, and I'm pleased that he's a Dundee United player. Um, good goal. Uh, two goals, in fact, for Lauren Shankland today. One last week, Mark. It's good for Dundee United, first and foremost. But we're at that stage. It's mid-February. We need, to, we need to start looking seriously. Who are the guys that are definitely going to be there for us in the summer? Yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, great for Dundee United fans, but let's let's be a bit selfish about this for everybody else that doesn't support Dundee United. Looking at a Lauren Shankland or a Kevin Nisbet performing at the top level, scoring goals is what we want to hear coming right into the Euros because the striking position for us going into Euros... Will be a problem, you know. Uh, you know, it's never as simple as we think. So, as many as these guys as we can get, uh, and then around our squad performing, the better. And you know, I'm glad for Owen and Shankland because he hit the heights in the lower leagues, and people say, "Can he do it in this division?" And there's no doubt about it. He went through a little poor patch, but the last couple of weeks he seems to have found his form again. Yeah, Ollie McBurney's not having a, a great time of it. Lee Griffiths isn't playing a whole lot of football, so it's certainly an area that there will be much debate. Uh, we will speak to Billy and Milton, but Hugh and Lanark was just through first. My apologies. Let's bring in Hugh, who's a Motherwell fan. How would you sum up your feelings after that, Hugh? It's, it's probably the same as you, Gordon. Um, I've just been obviously seeing a Michael there. It's like it's the first time I've used the word disgusted at a Motherwell performance, disappointed, uh, disheartened. Uh, just absolutely shambolic from first minute to last minute. It also says that the Mullow penalty wasn't a penalty. The tackle was outside the box. Uh, so we shouldn't have scored. Uh, we didn't deserve to score. Halton Aki's first, second and third ball won everything today. Wanted it more. We had no fight, no desire and no passion. And if they players don't take a good hard look at themselves, they really need to because even some of the fans on social media are going ballistic at it. No complaints about the penalty that you gave away because that obviously, whilst it's not necessarily an excuse, it's obviously massive. You go you go 2-0 down and, and down to 10 men early on in the same incident. Any complaints? I don't actually think so. I, I think he is actually grabbing them now. As a player that Stephen O'Donnell is, he's experienced enough. See if you're not going to win that and the player's going to turn you. Trying to take a step behind him. So if he does get a shot away, you might block it. If he scores, fine, you've still got 11 men on a park. I just thought the full performances from the full team today was, I don't think there was any player that got above three stars, in my opinion, out of ten. Definitely not. And I, I, I don't actually include Liam Kelly in that because he didn't have any chance at any of the goals. He almost so, got to the penalty, didn't he, when it was retaken? Um, I don't understand why it was retaken because see when you see the replay of it from behind the goals, I don't see any encroachment No I think it was that Stephen O'Donnell wasn't off the pitch yet He was still on his way off the pitch When, uh, when Hamilton took the penalty You don't see it very often uh, Hugh just while you're on This is what Graham Alexander Made of the, the penalty in the red card I haven't seen it on, on the actual uh, film I only saw it live at times But I would, I would like to do if, if we feel harshly done by You know we We've given a penalty away And got a red card They've given a penalty away And there's not even a yellow I don't know. I don't know. Two wrongs don't make a right, and all that sort of thing. So it'll, it'll be on its own merits. But 
I, I, I do feel there was, there was a little bit of uh, we can feel a little bit unjust on that, but um, we can't just heap um, the, the sort of reasons why we got beat today on on any one person. I think we have to understand that we didn't do things right right from the. Uh, the first five ten minutes and give ourselves a, um, and give the opposition something to, to build on and, and we were chasing and uh, we didn't have enough obviously certainly with ten men it was difficult for us to, to chase a result you know he's a, he's a top pro he's been brilliant for us since since I came in here but um, you know, and uh, if it is a penalty it's a penalty and if it's a I just think the red card as well is really difficult you know what I mean because I, I didn't see it as a blatant you know, professional foul or anything like that. Uh, Hugh needs to see it again I don't know if that's the Arsene Wenger Or if he'd genuinely not seen it A win today Hugh I feel like a lot of your fellow Muddle fans Would have been looking Maybe top six as possible Is it now In the space of A couple of hours You still got any concerns About being dragged in Down the way? I don't, if we put in a performance Like that For the remainder of the season Definitely um, I don't I can't even explain How we performed today We're playing a lot better Under Alexander where you could see the difference in the players and that, but today there was just it was back to the first game of the season again under Robinson, and I just looked and I thought, where have you came from? What what what's happened? Can't answer the question. Uh, I've never even looked at top six. I'll be careful. Not interested in top six. Let's make sure we stay in this league, stay away from that playoff position, and build in next year and give Alexander the backing for next year. You know things are rough. My old maths teacher's a Hamilton Aki's fan, and he's he's chirped up on Twitter. He's 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 acting chirpy all of a sudden. Uh-huh. Wants to know how things are after the game. Ah, listen, you've got to enjoy these things. No problem. A deserved victory. No sour grapes from me, Mister Horn. I hope you're well, <laughs> Mister Horn. Yeah, you know I get called that sometimes, does. That's plenty. Your mic has gone off. Four one four one nine five one one zero two five. Billy's in Milton. He's coming up next. After they play. You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Andy Halliday, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL into the final part of tonight's show. Football tomorrow as well, so we'll preview Celtic's trip to St Johnson. Let's bring in Billy, who's a Rangers fan first though. Hi Billy. Good evening, lads. How's it going? Uh, I hope you are having a good evening. Same to you. Uh, it was just in regards to the previous caller Les, who had said that basically most Rangers supporters are only interested in stopping the 10 in a row. Uh, that's a definite. But the last team I want to lose anything to are Celtic. I want to beat them at singing. I want to beat them at dancing. I want to beat them at football. I want to beat them at diddlywinks. And I'm sure Andy will know exactly where I'm coming from on that. Yeah, Andy was just telling me the Celtic Rangers dance-off is a highlight of his <laughs> his career. Um, yeah, I guess there is a part oh, of that. That's oh, awesome. how the rivalry works. Yeah, one, one, th- one of the biggest things about the old firm rivalry is... Uh, no, whoever wins at the weekend, uh, that fan gets to go into work on the Monday with the bragging rights over his pal. So, like I said, when Les called, I, I, I don't think that would have been a, a view that most most Rangers fans would would share. I think any team they play against Celtic, no matter what the sport is, no matter what the situation is, no what they win. So, um, I did agree with Les that, of course, stopping ten are always the most important thing for Rangers this year, but. I think any time they come against their fiercest rivals, the only thing they want is three points and bragging rights. Uh, to be fair, Les was all over the place after he's realising he's about to start divorce proceedings for slagging <laughs> his wife on Valentine's Eve. Um, Billy, did you catch the game today from a Rangers perspective? What did you make of it? I, I, I was, I, was I, caught, I caught the end there. Uh, I, thought, I thought Balogun's challenge, uh, mm-hmm. untidy, but it was never, never a penalty. And in all honesty... Connor got out of the game exactly what they deserved. They didn't deserve anything. I mean, they got nothing. 
And they said it was only a matter it was going to be Rangers, whatever, I'm a commandment now. And that's how it is with a lot of teams that come to Ibrox. And as Les was saying, I, I think we are set up a hell of a lot better for European football, simply because they've got bags of pace now. You'd have to think so, Gordon, with the depth and the way they came through the group compared to previously. It's been a, it's been a progression first year into the group, but not out of it. Second year got out of the group, um, then you get out of the group as winners, so... You can the, see the progression Yeah I, I think that um, Most Rangers fans And obviously Rangers will agree that The draw could have been Tougher Gordon uh, They'll fancy their chances In that I don't I don't agree with Billy's assessment That Kamarnock deserved Nothing out of it uh, I do agree that You know You go to Ibrox With a tactic because oh, Hold on So what do you mean Did well, well, if it was sure, they no, no, I, if they, they if must they, have deserved nothing out of it. If, see, it was it, if they got, if they got, say that free kick and they put the ball in the back of it, I think that at the end of the day, fine, because they went with a tactic. The tactic didn't work because they lost one nil. But you can't go there and be. You're playing against a Rangers team that are romping the league. They've spent millions. They've got top mm-hmm. quality players. But did Rangers so deserve that, to win the game? I never thought. I said earlier that I didn't think Rangers. Were in any trouble whatsoever. So Kamarnock deserved but, nothing. But Kamarnock's tactic was. I just like to wind you up. To be I know honest. you do because Kamarnock's tactic wasn't to go there and play entertaining mm. football and go ahead to toe to toe with Rangers because Rangers would have beat them far too easily. So if they had to pull off a miracle goal, which never looked on the cards, you've got to say, well, they deserved their point. I'm just looking forward to the dancing, to be honest. Thank you, Billy from Milton. 01419511025. Game between St Johnston and Celtic tomorrow. Neil Lennon believes the midweek game against St Mirren has to be the benchmark. We need to build momentum, not get carried away. We've got to be consistent, and we've got to. That, that's the level that. We knew they can play it, and they haven't done that enough this season. That's the level we were at this time last year. I'm not saying we've turned the corner by any stretch of imagination, but um, yeah, I just felt there was a feeling there that yeah, we were really good, really strong, and really hungry. What do you make of the game coming up tomorrow, Mark? Well, it comes with its challenges. As always with Celtic in, in these recent times, if we go back to earlier on the season at McDermott Park, it was where... Things started to look a little bit ropey for Celtic uh, If you remember Scott Brown and Lee Griffiths come on To save the day And after that then You know they went in a run of 20 odd games With not nearly enough wins um, And that was the problem with their season So they look a bit better of recent weeks I'll give them that um, Neil Lennon would have welcomed 2-4-0 victories Within a week at Kelly and St Mirren With that victory against Motherwell in between and he'll be expecting the same again tomorrow And that's all Neil Lennon can do And Celtic can do just now Is, is keep turning up to these games Ticking them off Playing better than mm. what they were And you know, and scoring goals and, and being a bit more entertaining than they were Because let's be honest The season is going But they need to give the Celtic fans Some sign that there is Shoots of recovery From what happened between October and January St Johnston have suffered only one defeat In the last nine games And that was a 1-0 defeat at Ibrox yeah. So clearly not you know, not a disaster No shame in that They've got four wins in that time as well Including that hefty one against Hibs In the semi-final And the unlikely one at Livingston on, In that great run So how much of a challenge will they pose? Of course they will I, I mean It comes You know they're, they're coming up against a team Celtic Who are in form Confident Got to a cup final Beat Livy The in form team Away from home So 
it will be a challenge I always thought that McDermott Park was somewhere that suited Celtic playing Big wide open space and they made the, the most of it over the years Found it a bit trickier this season It'll be interesting to see how they line up Will Neil Lennon go with a similar team? Young Welsh is obviously out Will Shane Duffy come in? You think he's got to? And Celtic fans may think that that might bring a problem If I'm St Johnson manager and strikers If Shane Duffy's in the team I think you're much more encouraged But it will be a challenge But Neil Lennon and Celtic Can only try to replicate What they did Away at Kelly And spells at Motherwell And away uh, to St Mirren midweek uh, Gordon what did you make of that As a, a benchmark for, for Celtic Because Neil Lennon says it is he, you know, he was very happy with it. I think I remember one caller last night coming on and saying, "No, I, I disagree. I thought we were okay for a bit against St Mirren, but um, overall, not so much." No, there's t- uh, times in the game, Gordon. I thought Celtic moved the ball about very quickly, indeed, and it was back to you know they got the the second, third, and fourth goal within three, four minutes. That's what they were capable of doing when they were in top form. But they have to go and keep repeating that And it's a difficult game tomorrow St Johnston have got that advantage as well Like The St Johnston manager Callum Davison He can dangle that carrot to the cup final Go and get places for the cup final I think Celtic have got, will have too much for them But I think they will have to play well And defend well to get the victory What are the things that need built on Mark? What are the things that are the benchmark? The continuation is that Goal scoring from Odson Edward yeah. David Turnbull's continued influence John yeah. Joe Kenny perhaps but, coming in uh, Yeah listen uh, We all know defensively Celtic Have been nowhere near good enough this season But I think the big shock In that period from October to January Was the, you know pretty toothless in attack In some of these games You know games at home in particular Where even when Turnbull was playing And Rogic and Christie And all these guys and Edward They weren't really creating chances But recently they they look different. They look more, you know, free flowing. They look more relaxed going forward, and that's what they'll be looking to build on. Especially Edwards' goal scoring um, just now. They need to continue that, and uh, I think they will tomorrow. I I do have confidence that Celtic will go to McDermott Park and play similar to what they have done at Rugby Park and. In spells at uh, St Mirren midweek We try and squeeze in Derek McInnes' interview from today Cassie will just need to wait We'll go a bit later on the GBX Right quickly Here's what Derek McInnes made of it today Because it was a big game for him A draw against St Mirren in the end We bring players in to try and change that And to try and help us with it And I think it's clear that Those boys are going to take a while to get up with speed I thought the, the willingness of both lads And Callum Henry when he comes on was great um, But there's also an understanding as much as we um, we try to be patient and work with them to get up to top speed that's um, we're at a stage of the season where we we need those boys firing now um, and uh, obviously that was uh, getting them in so late in the window we're trying now to work hard to, to get them up to speed I think Celtic nobody will really give us a chance but I think it's important that every we have to see every game as an opportunity to pick up points you know today we We've seen today as a, a real chance to get three. We've only got one um, from it. Um, you know, we've got to go down there with the belief and the confidence that we're good enough to put in a performance and can get something for the game. And that's exactly what we'll do. You know, I think uh, um, we've got our squad now. You know, obviously with a few injuries to contend with, but by and large, the squad that you see today is a squad that's going to be with us now for the rest of the season. And we've just got to knuckle down, keep working hard. You see the players fully committed today, and that. That pleases me no end. 
Okay, thank you very much to the guys in the studio Gordon DL, Andy Halliday and Mark Wilson Big thanks to the top team all around the grounds Who kept us informed all afternoon But as always, the biggest thanks goes to you Thank you for your calls and your tweets And for keeping us company on a Saturday afternoon We appreciate we can't get out to the games We can't do much else So the least we can do is spend these Saturday afternoons together And have a bit of a laugh along the way So we're back Monday night, 6 o'clock Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray will look back on all the weekend's biggest talking points In the meantime, stay right there Party started with Cassie She's in for George on the GBX next